Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to take a moment to thank Falcon Tires for sponsoring the entire season two of the Seal 80 Mania podcast. Did you know that Falcon Tires was the first tire company to support grassroots drifting in the USA? That's before Formula D and before D1 came here to the US. They brought famed Japanese drivers to the US shores like Koguchi and Sego Yamamoto. They partnered with Formula D for 19 years and they sponsored many inspirational US drifting pioneers such as Calvin Wan, Chris Forsberg, and Dai Yoshihara. And they were big supporters of Drifting Pretty. Honeybuns, what tire do you recommend for drifting? That's easy. When people ask me for advice on car setup, I always tell them, if you want good grip, you use the Falcon Azenis RT615. And hey babe, what do you use on our daily driver? We use the Azenis FK460s, which is a great all-season tire that keeps our family safe in the dry and wet. And I just want to give Falcon flowers for their part in making drifting what it is today and for sponsoring the entire season of our podcast. Visit Falcon Tire's website at falcontire.com and check out their IG at Falcon Tire. You're listening to the Silly Mania podcast season two brought to you by Falcon Tires. Here we document the history of drifting by interviewing the OGs and trendsetters of drifting culture. In the studio today, we have three-time champion and third most winning driver in Formula D, Chris Forsberg. Yes, sir. How are you, man? I'm good. Dude, it's been a really long time. It's been a minute or two. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) multiple minutes. Dude, it's uh, such a pleasure to have you. Um, We have so much to catch up on. There's there's a lot. Um, it's, It's funny because like I've been having this like reoccurring thought of I mean, long story short, like with with drifting, I, I continue to, you know, have small conversations with fans. Right. And yeah. I'm continuing to see like the consistency of the current fan. A majority of the current fans don't know much about drifting pre like 2012. Right. Yeah. That's when like social media started. Right. Yeah. That's when like Instagram and Facebook and YouTube was all starting to take off. And so there's like this whole other generation of drifting, right, that we came from Mm -hmm. that most of these guys don't know about. Yeah. Like, it was funny, like, um, real real quick example. Um, uh, Yesterday, right, I'm I'm going to, like, we went to Monster Jam, right? My buddy Chris from K&N, he hits me up. He's like, we got two tickets for Monster Jam. I'm like, great. Um, I'm like, let's grab some dinner on the way. And so we go up and we hit um, the Spectrum to go grab some food on the way up. And the valet guy there knows me, right? Okay. <laughs> and so I pull up and um, 
uh, it's like the, the lot's full and, you know, I'm coming around the corner and it's like, they got the valet thing coned off. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap. You know, it's like, it's Saturday. It's busy. And I see him, right. And he kind of like recognizes the car. I roll the window down. I'm like, Hey man, you got room for one more? He's yeah. like, Oh yeah, sure. You know, runs over, pulls the cone, lets me in. And we're just having a quick conversation. Cause we, uh, I just came back from hammers. I went out, um, and checked out hammers on Friday. I was like, yeah, you know, it was cool. Check it out. You know, like he's like, yeah, one of my you know friends dad was racing there. I was like, yeah, I'm like my buddy Vaughn won, uh, the 4,600 class. He's like, oh, just say like my buddy Vaughn, like all casual. And I'm like, <laughs> and it like hit me right there. I'm like, this kid has no idea of like me and Vaughn's like history, yeah. right? Yeah. We like grew up and drifting together. Like yeah. we threw the first event that Vaughn ever went to. Yeah. And, um, you know, we did drift lines and we traveled the country together in a van, like things like that. And like, it probably doesn't even register to this kid. Like yeah. the friendship that right. happened before we became rivals in, I mean, I'd say rivals, but you know, competitors in FD. Right. Because that's probably all he's ever seen. And right. so once again, that's a perfect example coming into this podcast today of how much there is, you know, unknown yeah. to the, the there, There's fan. so much to cover because social media started so late mm -hmm. in, into drifting. And so if you try and like go at, look at someone's IG feed or yeah. whatever, it doesn't go back far enough. Oh, yeah. That's so. what I'm saying. Like it, I, I remember specifically um, doing my first Instagram post and it was while I was packing to move to Maryland. Right. Okay. And so there was, you know, that was like, yeah, like 2012. And so there was just, like I said, years and years, like, you know, 15 plus years of uh, drifting in the States alone, like yeah. let alone Japan, um, that most people don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's why we do this podcast. So yeah. We can capture that and people can go back and listen to it later, watch it later. Maybe whatever. we need to call it like the Salady Mania Archives. <laughs> yeah. like we got the microfiche going on right now yeah, like, and we go back yeah. to 2003 yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> I, I have like younger people on my on my ig feed like making fun of our old <clears throat> videos and photos like oh did you colorize those were they back in yeah. black and white <laughs> yeah yeah you would think but um yeah, and like I was talking, like so, I gave my brother a call. Uh, I, we try and catch up every Sunday, and so I was talking to my brother on the way up here. He's like, "Oh, what are you doing today?" I was like, "I'm actually going to see Benson and Nadine for their podcast." He's like, "Like Benson, Benson?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? only he even one. said, "Yeah." He's, he's like, "Still lady guy." I'm yeah. like, "That's the one." That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Your brother, your brother, topics. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yep. oh. There you go. So you remember? Nice. I remember. I remember. Wow. Cobwebs. Yeah. yeah. Cobwebs. I know. We're dusting them off. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's really dust them off and oh, go yeah. back to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Doylestown, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. That's where you're from. So yeah, like I was like born and raised in like Westchester. It's like kind of the west side of Philadelphia, and uh -huh. then um, moved to Doylestown when I was like. 13 ish you know so okay. oh, like uh 12 or 13 and so that's like why i say like oh, i'm like from there right because yeah. like that was like my more developing years yeah um and then like how i got into cars and everything else um so i was like you know just like skating bmx things like that and then it was around 14 15 when like my brother and a couple of his friends they started to get their license they started to get into cars and we we're kind of like starting to read the magazines yeah and like for me it started off in car audio okay right? because <laughs> i was like into trucks i was in the car audio like you know slam dualies and things yeah. like that and so my brother's first car was a 87 blazer which i acquired from him after he got his eclipse 
And so okay. his first car was a Eclipse GSX, and so that's when we started to learn more about turbos and things like that. Nice. And so when I did your introduction, Eclipse GSX. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All we have like an inside <laughs> joke about that because I kind of I secretly <laughs> wanted it, and like so every time we see, well, we don't see them anymore because they're like all dead. But oh, yeah. like, I love that car. When that car <laughs> came out, it was it was like the first um, turbo yeah. import that we got, right? Yeah. One um, of the yeah. Yeah, one of the few and. So all the Eclipse owners were like, they thought they were the, they got the baddest <laughs> car on the street. And I'm like, well, that car is like great for going straight. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a good engine. Not all it's good for. Yeah. It had a good engine. Fast. But it was quick. Yeah. 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 Do a couple mods and, and you're pulling. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so, yeah. yeah like and I'm, now they're all in the junkyard. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Sorry. Like, that's like how we got our start with, um, you know, working on cars. And right. so when I oh, was, I was going to say, was that also your start into imports? Yeah, essentially. So um, when I wasn't sticking speakers in my <laughs> blazer, um, my buddies had Hondas. My brother had the um, Eclipse. And then it was this was literally my brother was working with Tony Angelo at a restaurant oh, down okay. in New Hope. So nice. essentially like, you know, 20 minutes away. So he met Tony through the restaurant they were working in. And yeah. so he's like, you know, I'm about to buy a car. And he's like, you should get, you know, my buddy's telling me you should get an RX-7. Yeah, nice. they're okay. cool. Because I'm like looking at like 3,000 GTs. Around what year was this? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Because my brother had the Eclipse. And so I'm like, what's better than an Eclipse? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly a 3,000 GT. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. And, and I remember looking at and like, man, I kind of wish I got it at the time. But I remember the dealership down in um, Doylestown. They had a like a 97 S14 red. Okay. And it was like beautiful right yeah. but it was like 16 grand you know which um that's like what they go for now actually mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, came yeah. Back. it's back yeah. but Wait, um what year was this like uh this was 98, like 98 97? yeah okay. um yeah because uh that was yeah what was that no 99 98 99 yeah. okay anyway um very small details so I was like looking at that. I'm like reading about F Max turbo kits and things like that. And I'm like, oh, you can make these things cool. And so this was still like kind of before I really found out about drifting, right? So okay. I'm like kind of all over the place with what kind of car I wanted to get. My friends had Hondas. I wasn't too into the front wheel drive. I did like the rear wheel and or all wheel drive options. I learned how to drive stick though in my buddy's CRX, Adam Barker, nice, if you remember him. Nice. So um, I drove his CRX around my parents' backyard when I was like 15, you know, yeah, okay. learned how to do manual. Yeah. And so... You know, I knew I wanted to get some sort of import car, um, which that's funny because that pulls me to my old handle was import turbo. Remember? Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because yeah, I AOL. Did, yep. Because I didn't know what kind of car I wanted, <laughs> but I knew it was going to be import turbo with one T. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clever. Right. Nice. Um, yeah. That was my old Instagram or <laughs> Instagram. Jeez. AOL. AOL. AIM. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and so Tony told my brother to, you know, tell me to get an ARC-7. They're cool and whatever. I start looking into them like, yeah, these things are cool. You know, they have got that slick styling. Yeah. So found one. It was in Virginia. It was like 5,500 bucks. Um, drove down there to pick it up. It was super clean. It had like 50,000 miles. Had a Gretty Power Extreme exhaust on it. And nice. like, um, I think that was it. I think that was like the only mod. So bought what, that. What color? That was white, was black. right? Black. Okay. His it was, was black. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, re I swapped, swapped mm -hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, got, yeah, picked that car up, drove it home and just instantly started to modify it. Right. Started to try and not just buy parts for it, but I was like making some things like, um, you know, fast forward, like through the next couple of years, I was like building my own turbo manifolds for it. I like, you know, converted to being like a semi peripheral port at one point. Um, it was, 
And that was like before it was like a thing, right? Like I didn't know, never heard of peripheral porting, or okay. I'm sorry, never heard of semi-peripheral porting. I just knew about peripheral porting. I'm like, well, what if you just like did like one inch peripherals like yeah. through the water jacket yeah. and like added elbows into the lower intake manifold and just ran it six port like that. And like I had some local welder guy, like yeah. I made it and uh, he made welded the manifold for me. I like cut the pieces, couldn't do aluminum, um, found some uh, rotary engine builder and had on my like, dowel pin and do the peripheral. He's like, oh, I've never done it like this. Yeah. Like, you know, I've only done like a two inch <laughs> hole. Yeah. I'm like, well, no, just like right through there. So it's flat flange. And uh, we did that and um, got that thing in the car running. Um, it was like, I, I put like uh, 500 miles on that thing. But, okay. You know, but then it, it blew up when I did my first pulse. Oh, no. Because we didn't have a dyno. Like okay. Tony's like, I got it. You know, he's like oh, on no. the laptop in the passenger seat. I was like <laughs> doing like half, yeah, half throttle pulls in that thing. And like, you know, it's trying to burn the tires like with yeah. uh, just, you know, part throttle and just, just yeah. It, it needed so much more fuel than we could ever anticipate, yeah, right? Because yeah. it was like double the power of anything we ever built. Right. But um, but yeah, like so that's like kind of how my relationship with Tony um started and began was because of the RX7. And okay. so because he had one, but he just wrecked it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was buying parts off of him for mine. So I bought like the upgraded turbo that nice. his came with. I bought like this little uh, FCD or something like that. Um, you know, things that because I think he bought his car. It was like already modded by someone else. Um, so he didn't know too much about it, but knew it had these parts. Yeah. So I was buying, you know, driving over to his house, which was like down the street from me. So I was buying those parts from him and putting them onto my car. But it was um, uh, his friend. Um, God, I forget his name. It's like Supa or something like that. Like he had a Supra, mm -hmm. but his name was like Super or something like that. And um, <laughs> so anyway, he had... Um, so this was like I was doing my first engine swap because I blew my motor by trying to modify, not knowing what I was yeah. doing. Right. Yeah. Um, essentially, like was, you know, putting on um, like a boost controller or something like that, like hook something up backwards and, you know, oh, the yeah. motor up. Yeah. So <laughs> something stupid um, or like I think the line fell off the the boost sensor. Anyway, um, <laughs> so while my car was down and I like sourced a new engine that was like already built and I was going to swap it in, we went and took his super out to our high school parking lot and set up some cones, like actually like a, a box 90 degree turn. And we went there to try to drift it. Okay. Like this is when we first started learning about drifting. It was the first time actually attempting to drift on purpose, not just how did you, spinning tires. How did you learn about drifting at all? Um, I mean, it was Tony kind of, um, it was Tony's buddy who was in Japan uh -huh. um, who was learning about it and sending us like clips right? okay. over like real player. You know? <laughs> yeah. nice. YouTube didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. He's like sending us these like super pixelated, you know, potato yeah. videos of, uh, you know, guys drifting on the docks. And we're just like, that's freaking cool. And then yeah. we started to like, you know, search around the internet and find, um, you know, arc sevens and two forties and stuff that were being modified were being used for drift. Mm -hmm. Right. So then, you know, slammed chrome wheels, things like that. And we're just like, yeah. that's cool. Like, yeah. that's what I want my car to look like. And so we, what, what year was that when you discovered drifting? Uh, like 99, oh, I'd say. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so it was, um, no, 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 I take that back. Um, uh, I want to say that was more like 2000 into like 2001. Okay. Yeah. Cause that was like when my car was down. Cause I got my car in like March, 2000. It was right before I graduated high school. Um, I was 17. Um, and yeah, I blew it up like in the summer. Nice. And so like in the summer after I graduated high school is when we started to learn about 
drifting right? yeah, nice. a little bit more so and that's like like i said i didn't really know tony at first i kind of like became friends with him through that summer yeah and so we kind of like figured it out together like via his friend and so because you know did we mention it's tony angelo tony angelo i think i said that when i was like okay. yeah my but right, my cool. brother was working with okay tony angelo. Yeah, cool. but yes yes tony tony angelo was that was that, the, <laughs> was that the moment you fell in love with drifting um yeah definitely like when we're in that parking lot and like mm -hmm. doing it for the first time yeah, yeah. um of course i mean uh, you could almost say like you you kind of yeah i guess that would be like the moment like, i really fell in love with it but seeing it was like that's cool like yeah. i want to try and do that yeah, so yeah, we like yeah. addicted. How, how, went to the high school <laughs> yeah set up the cones and it's like <laughs> turn in and stand on it you know like we didn't know how else to do it and yeah. so yeah. like yeah get the car sideways try and catch the wheel and we're yeah. just like this is crazy and so that's just like what perpetuated to trying to make more horsepower to spin yep. the tires and mm. blah, yep. blah, blah. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love it. Did you guys have diffs? Um, well, the RX-7 comes with a clutch diff. Uh -huh. So I didn't have one like at first. We Then we learned about like, you know, shimming them. So we like mm -hmm. took it apart and stuffed oh, nice. soda cans in it, you know, <laughs> and uh, got <laughs> it to be a little. Cans. Yeah, no, for real. I love it. Yeah. We like, you know, you take the little, uh, the puck out, lay it on a, you know, take a soda can, cut the top and bottom off. Yeah. Dude. Basically, Unroll just it. adding more yep. clutches. Stand it on there and yeah. trace it out, this cut it out, like and stack it back in. OG drift tuning. Oh, Love yeah. It. yeah. The DIY stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, yeah. So, from there, I was just like, you know, messing around on the streets. Um, and, like, I, I, I say that, like, candidly, but, like, where where we were, there was a lot of empty open roads, right? We're yeah. in Pennsylvania. It's, um, we're not just, like, drifting on ramps like you see nowadays, which I don't really condone. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, not to say that it was any better for me, but this was literally back in like 2001-ish um, and there were no events. There was nowhere to None. go. And mm -hmm. so there was like, a you know, this little like S-turn that was like on the way to my house that I would take from work. And I would kind of like take like the, the long way, like go down like an extra mile. So you, know, you can do that Left, right. And then like get to that little <laughs> yeah. corner and then go back home. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd hit that turn like, you know, on my way, like as you're rolling up to it, you turn your lights off. Yeah. Make sure like no one's coming down the hill. <laughs> yeah. Turn back on. Like that was it. How considerate of you. <laughs> hey. And um, and so from there, like I eventually um, I drifted a turn that was like uh, kind of near a neighborhood, not my usual little S turn. Yeah. So that's on me. Right. Yeah. Uh um, and there was a cop there and he saw me um, and then thought I was like running from him because like, yeah. I drove past him because of so your his eyes, yeah so his yes. eyes like you know focus on the car and then yeah. all of a sudden i get skid a turn <laughs> oh so he thought i was running and yeah. it turned into this whole thing yeah um so that was like my first moving violation and i lost my license for six oh, months oh, like God. they hit me hard with it yeah. they gave me like a reckless Damn. yeah and so Whew. um and so in that six months i was like i'm gonna build a race car <laughs> so <laughs> i can't drive it it's meant to so be so that was when i did the whole peripheral motor i put a okay. roll cage in it and everything nice. else i'm kind of jumping around a little bit so that was like 2002 ish um where i started to build my car for like big big power i was like still kind of in this in between of like drifting is cool but like i really like horsepower and like mm -hmm. you know put a big mm -hmm. crazy like drag roll cage in the car um but i also was like kind of sort of following the import scene and like i bought a pair of volks um got like jic's for it because like i had some blown out like yahoo japan shocks <laughs> on it yeah. so like you know it was like this weird mixture like you know big power street yeah. drift car um, well i think so far like what you're what you are saying in your story like mm -hmm. i can tell that you had a you had a big passion for building yeah and modifying mm -hmm. and you were being creative in the, the way you were trying to figure out how to make more power mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of people that we talk to like it's 
you know, they wait to copy and order, you know, from like, the mag, mm-hmm. right? Oh, but yeah. there's, yeah. The, but there, yeah, there are people that just want to buy things. There are other people yeah. that are just, um, they're really into building or mm-hmm. they're really into driving. Yeah. yeah. But like, what was bigger for you? Uh, at the time, it was um, the building, and like yeah. it kind of still is. Like I love projects. I love like you know yeah. the next project and, and doing something uh, like that that's new and creative. Yeah. Um, of course, the driving is fun, but um, you know, for me, like I really do enjoy the process. Got right? it. Um, and <clears throat> so yeah, so from there, like so yeah, blow that motor up. I'm like, all right, this is getting annoying. And then like I, I threw in like another motor. We just kind of slammed together. Um, that uh, I think that's the one we built it. Tony's house. We built like one of the rotary engines in his living room down in Philadelphia. (laughs) Um, And uh, so, yeah, I put like three or four motors through that car before I eventually put the SR into it. Okay. And so, yeah, we swapped the SR in Mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of 2003 because that's right. um, Yeah, it was right before we started the uh, the DGTA events. So before Club Loose was DGTA Drift and Jim Connor Trials Association, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Jim kind of actually, <laughs> you want to go way back with it, right? Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not just um, uh, internet videos. Um, yeah, I mean, like you know about Jim Con and things yeah. like that. Like yeah. we used to watch those videos too. Yeah, and I remember, uh, I remember the DGTA events because you mm-hmm. uh, the the videos would make it online. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot where, but I would see them, and uh, you guys. Uh, you guys, so we were having events on, on the West Coast. You guys yeah. were having them on the East Coast. They, they kind of like started almost in parallel. Yeah. Like the 2003 parallel. season. Mm-hmm. Both uh, both started in parking lots. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, uh, so like we had Taka designing all of our courses. So he mm-hmm. comes from like an autocross background. So mm-hmm. he, he would make them, uh, you know, very technical, like maybe not as high speed, but, um, you know, like reducing radius, you know, all the, mm-hmm. all that technical driving stuff. Um, I remember the DG, DGTA events, like you guys would do like, like big long sweepers, like just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like big S's mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, I was doing not all, but most of the early course design, mm-hmm. um, like the first couple of events. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I actually didn't drive in the very first event cause that's when I was doing the SR conversion cause yeah. I blew my <laughs> last rotary and it wasn't done yet. So yeah, the first event, um, that we threw i it was like raining it was kind of crappy but we still had like 30 40 people show up and in those 30 or 40 people well so let me let me go back so we were meeting up with uh so eric jacobs was there uh he kind of came and went from dgta uh over the years but matt petty was Mm -hmm. of course um at the very early on of um the e-town events as well and so yeah the four of us me tony petty and eric we're basically like kind of meeting up and kind of planning out like how to do this. I wasn't really too into the whole like pitch of getting us to E-Town, but I was there for the first day we ever went to E-Town. Um, and we brought Pete Varley, who filmed us um, drifting around. Like we did a little promo video. So like I laid us out a course and I was drifting the ARC-7 in the rotary right before it blew up. And then um, uh, my buddy Adam Barker was there and Tony was driving his car. Mm-hmm. And so we shot a little video. We edited it down uh, to like a 50 second thing, like put Black Sabbath over it yep. and we put it on the internet <laughs> and we're like, hey guys, we're throwing a drift event next month. Like, come on out. And Ryan Turk saw it and Von Gittin saw it. Okay. And, um, you know, obviously a slew of other people, but, yeah. you know, those two being the most uh, recognizable names that mm-hmm. came. And so they saw that video and they came to our first event. Von came all the way from Atlanta? Uh, no, he was? no, he was uh, Maryland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. A matchmaking event. Yeah. Yeah. Like meeting of the future stars. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of wild. <laughs> and so, wild. um, 
Yeah, and then like the funny story with that is like, you know, we kind of like after like an event or two, we like befriend Ryan, right? Mm -hmm. And then he misses an event and his brother, who is his twin, comes to like that next one. Yeah. Love it. And we're just like, hey man, what's going on? Yeah. He's just like giving us like the cold stare. <laughs> and we're just like, what a jerk. Sky's <laughs> asshole. <laughs> you know? And then we're like, oh, he's got a twin brother. Yeah. He has no idea who we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, and then and his brother's like, who are these? Freaks? Yeah. I think they know me. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know me. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. So just, that. yeah, funny little stories like that. And so, so yeah, in those early months, um, you know, we're throwing events and we're seeing events um, happening out in California and we're like, wow, you know, this is like drifting things pretty cool. And so then all of a sudden was a D1 driver search. Yeah. Right. And so me and Tony were just like, we got to do this. Right. Yeah. And so we um, rented a rider flatbed truck that basically had the box ripped off of it, right? So it didn't have a loading ramp or anything. Uh -huh. We had to find loading docks to get our cars onto <laughs> yeah. it. And um, oh so, my God. yeah, so we rented this truck and we strapped our RX-7s to it and drove all the way across the country to go to the event. Right. And um, it's funny Wait, because- before that, uh, you, yeah. there was a Wired Magazine article on you guys. No, well, no, that was- Was that- Based on that event. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so us going to California, um, yeah, we had the Wired Magazine guy. He he was starting to find out about us um, because of the drifting events. He did come and shoot with us a little bit, um, and we, we took him to that little S turn. Yeah, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think he went to one of the, the E Town events. But then, yeah, he went to the D One driver search as well, okay. and um, and or no, I think we just like supplied him photos, and he added it into the Got article, it. right? And so, but I mean that was a big deal because drifting oh, was. wasn't mainstream yet. And mm. especially on the level of when it, you know, Wired Magazine, which is... Oh, you it's know, huge. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, it was like really groundbreaking um, and like got like a, a lot of random attention to the sport mm -hmm. um, and or to, to us. So that was really helpful. Um, but yeah, it was funny because like when we come to California, of course, you know, Irwindale, right around the corner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, we landed here in Arcadia. Like, I think we were like crashing out at the hotel right down the street oh really my gosh. Yeah. Uh, right so, now yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> and so yeah we like unload our cars you know we find some loading dock pull our cars off and we're cruising around here and we um yeah we end up over at like overboost they like let us use their garage for like an afternoon we you know of, I where benson used to work I yeah work, <laughs> i worked there yeah i don't remember you guys using we, the garage like we we stopped by i think we we're only there for like a couple hours okay yeah because it was something that like somebody set it up for us we didn't know anyone there Right. And they're just like, oh, oh. like, I know Overboost guys go oh. there. And we kind of get there and it was what like awkward. Trip. And we're just like, yeah, we're good. You know, yeah, <laughs> I wish I knew I would have like made it Dude, less that's, awkward. That's, that's <laughs> like literally a two minute drive. From yeah. Here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know. It's on this that's street. What I'm saying. Like when I was pulling on. down the street, I was like, ah, I've been around here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 How funny. Yeah. So we um, and then neither Tony or I made it past first round. I don't know how far <laughs> you got. Um, I same. Yeah. It was the same. So we didn't get past first round. But like. The event itself is what was like, yeah. oh my God, like, you know, the tents, the banners, Changed like you guys everything. had like your cars all the done vibe. up and we just had like, you know, they weren't banged up. They weren't like, you know, a missile car or anything, yeah. but it was just like they, stock they were body. Your, they were your street cars. Yeah. They're your, the cars you drove all the time, right? Yeah. It was just stock body, no stickers, no yeah. nothing, you know, and um, we're just we like, all we all were like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, so they, I, I'd, I'd like to think that the Cali cars had a little more style though. Like some of them had body kits, you yeah. know, like some of them had like, you know, some like little graphics on them. Yeah. You know. Well, speaking like of cool styles, uh, you, your FC, I thought was really cool looking. It had, it had the Volks on it. It had mm -hmm. that, 
I don't know what kind of front bumper that was. It had like the it was little custom, SD. Yeah. It was custom. Yeah, it okay. was like a custom front bumper that held um, the the ninety nine lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I I thought it looked sweet. Uh, I thought you had a lot of style, and actually, um, I mean, we'll talk about it more. But sure. I I thought you know. Um, for someone who came from the East Coast, where it maybe wasn't as well known for like car, Japanese yeah. car style, mm-hmm. I thought you had a lot. Okay, yeah, but like, still, still felt inferior, right? <laughs> At least in my opinion, because yeah. there there was a couple cars that were like really slick, and I'm yeah. you know like when you're really passionate about something, you're like I want to be the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, of um, so basically, it was like all right. Uh, after that event, like we're on our way home, and we're like looking up cars to buy right yeah. i'm like i'm getting rid of this rx7 you know i'm getting something better like everyone's yeah. in nissans you yeah. know like there's we're like outside of like kyle mohan i think was there no kyle maybe oh uh, was he there he, in his first gen yeah he might have been there. He was there that event we yeah. we met a lot of people that event mm-hmm. uh that was uh that's when we saw sam hubinet for the first mm-hmm. time yeah reese was there reese was yep. there ben schwartz also made the trip from florida that yep. that event um i forget who else but you know that was kind of like the first big event where people traveled from yeah all the other states to come yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah and so um from there like so we we're just basically like looking up cars to buy i was yeah. back on the s14 kick again i was thinking nice. about getting one of those and so eventually so this is like you know looking back it's like my first lesson in marketing right and so i'm like well I'm like i'm definitely gonna sell this car so i like i you know talked to a couple buddies and um you know was selling off the rx7 basically put that money down on a brand new Z. you were already over it yeah i don't know i i I like i basically was like i gotta get something that's more flashy than this right um because drifting is all about style you know you gotta start by having the car recognized and then you Mm -hmm. gotta perform and so like i knew there was two layers to it um and i did feel that that was kind of part of the reason why we didn't get as far because i didn't like spin i didn't like crash out or anything Uh like i just i got through the course like i'm not saying like i killed it and got ripped off yeah but like i did feel that like the car wasn't really up to snuff for like the d1 level right And so I'm like, all right, like I got to get something that's like cleaner, flashier, better. And yeah. so sold the car, got the Z and um, God, I made payments on that thing all the, for like five years. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's blown up, stripped down roll cage. I'm still paying like yeah, $350 yeah. a month crazy. for that thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so, so from, someone, yeah. from, from someone on the outside, like when, when you, when you showed up with the Z, mm-hmm. that silver Z, we were all like, dude, where does this guy get all his money from? We, we didn't know you were <laughs> making money. Yeah, yeah, all this all money. All that money. <laughs> no, we had no idea. We, and I, I, I should have asked you about it. I didn't. But like the rumors were like you had uh, like you came from money mm-hmm. or, you know, like, oh, there's that rich kid with the brand new Z um, because no one was drifting brand new cars back then. No. They were no. all, you know, they were all S13s, mm-hmm. AE86s, FCs or whatever. They're all old. Yeah. And so like that, that did make you stand out a lot because. Fake it till you make it, brother. Yeah. That, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, like looking back, like I didn't realize that like that's like the uh, mentality I was like kind of churning up there. Like I got to get, you know, something new, something flashy, something people yeah. are going to remember and notice. And so when I came back, so I get the car, started doing mods to it. Uh, we were working with like auto R&D out of um, mm-hmm. NorCal. So I was like buying parts from him. And, um, you know, so we got like nice folks on that one again, like did a supercharger on it and like, um, uh, body kit and just got the car, like, you know, a little bit more power, um, you know, cool wheels, body kit. And that was basically it. Like didn't yeah. have too much else on it. Um, oh, coilovers. And so, um, come back out, you know, basically load everything back up, head back out to California, end up at that hotel again, yeah. <laughs> going back to Irwindale <laughs> again yeah. Yeah. for, um, the Falcon tire show off, okay. um, which was like October, early October, 2003. Yep. And I finished fifth in that event. 
Um, that's where I met Die. That's where I met. That was uh, the that was the third drift show off when we were on the infield of Irwindale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it was yeah big bank yeah. into like a, a full 180 transfer back to the right on the lower bank. Yeah, good memory. Yeah, and so um, <laughs> did that and yeah finished like fifth, which I thought was great. And yeah. so I immediately started to like um, get some recognition. That's when the um, uh, well, sorry, signal. Let's go back to signal for a second. Let's so go re rewind for a minute. <laughs> so signals doing their tours, right? Yeah. And so they are um, you know going around doing little drift shows and that's bringing like when, their the signal twins mm -hmm. all around the country yep yeah and it was like put on by bfg they had the big bfg stickers on there and so they were doing like a couple random shows and somehow i don't know who made the connection but we got them to come i say we as in like the club loose guys dgta guys e-town uh they got them to come to it was the drift out wednesday of like well what would it be september so it was the last drift out wednesday that i went to before i moved which mm -hmm. was um, yeah, so end of September 2003 going out in October and basically I'm there ripping around in the Z and they're just like, man, like this is cars really cool, you know, yeah. and like they're, you know, Tanabe's there, Edo's there, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, the, um, by and Croy RIP, um, yeah. he's, uh, you know, checking out the car and they're like super into it and they're just like, wow, brand new Z drift car. This is awesome. Yeah. And so they're like, hit us up when you get to California. Right. Mm. I was like, yeah, we'll do. Yeah. And so week later go out get fifth and you know then i hit them up and they're like yeah you did really good you know at the event i was like yeah you know pretty pumped on that and then we just started having conversation it was like we want to work with you and so that was when you know they obviously wanted to utilize the car right i'm not um upset about that by any means but it was like it was like oh like let's you know sticker up your car and like it was basically like we um you know we made it look like the twins car i don't know if you remember we gave yeah. it that the mm -hmm. signal stripes and the yep. scheme and everything yep, yep. Um, you know, they gave me a set of the Tanabe coilovers in, in exchange for the JICs, like things like that. And so this was like my first like sponsored parts. Yeah. Right? And um, so it was like for them, you know, showcasing their parts for a brand new car. Right. And so like I'm kind of like, like I said, just like kind of landing myself in the right just time and place. And so with that, I was getting their support. And so all of a sudden now I have signal stickers on the car and I'm yeah. going to like, you know, the drift days. And it's yeah. once again, I'm sure it's like who the hell is this guy? And so it was just, just kind of, um, you know, one simple, one simple move of basically throwing my RX-7 money at, you know, getting a Z and like borrowing some cash. Mm -hmm. Um, basically like, you know, in all honesty, like I, I was supposed to go to college. I didn't go to college. And I borrowed money against that to build the Z. Right. And it was kind of like, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. Yeah. Right. And it worked. And, uh, you were you were working at signal weren't you mm -hmm. yeah so then they um yeah they made me a tech there so i was working there um not too much on customer cars but i was like helping with like the demo cars like okay. kind of you know being like a tech on the team if you will yeah. and so i was like working there making some money there um and um yeah like i before i moved i was working at a restaurant um and i was i was making uh, a lot of money there and so like i was um like a, f a food expediter and a bar back and so just like making like a lot of cash, you know, and just like working my ass off, making like, you know, a couple grand a month, no problem with like mm -hmm. zero overhead. So that was like a lot of it that helped propel, you know, to get the car built and to get the California and stuff. My parents did obviously help me with um, uh, like like I said, like me convincing them to get, um, you know, some of the money to put towards the car to build it. Like, you know, that's how I pay for the supercharger and that's how I like, pay for like the wheels and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so that was... Um, 
that's what kind of helped it get together at first. And then the rest of it was on me to get out there. The Dodge, like, I don't know if you remember, like, I, I had remember that new it. Dodge. Yeah. So that was, that was the one thing that they um, helped me with, like, because I had a S10 pickup, like, I was all ready to go. I had it loaded up on the trailer, mm-hmm. like, you know, Z was on the trailer and my pickup truck was hooked up to it, and I was leaving the next morning, right, yeah. for here. Yeah. <laughs> And my parents go like, there's no way like we're going to let you leave in that truck. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm fine. You know, yeah. I'm ready to go. It's <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. packed. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and they're like, no, no, no. Like, um, like we'll trade the truck in. And it was like, um, yeah, like we'll trade the truck in and we're going to get something better. Right. And so I'm like, okay. You know, That's like nice. I didn't want, yeah. And I wow. didn't want to turn that down, of course. And yeah. so, but um, yeah, it's kind of funny full circle. So we, we do that and I just like hand over my truck and, you know, they get um, this Dodge, hook it up drive out and I had it for um out here for like what eight months or so mm-hmm. and then um essentially like you know I'm starting to work in the garage I'm able to pay my bills and stuff and I wasn't able to like pay for the truck and so it was um like the next summer they're just like my parents basically hit me with um they're like well like if you can't pay for the truck like we need it back right yeah. and so <laughs> I was like okay well I already gave my other truck up yeah <laughs> so like yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know how this really works out for me. And so then, um, so like my brother like flew out for um, Irwindale, which was like August 2004, the the first year of Irwindale, and mm-hmm. like jumps in the truck and drives it home. So like, you got I, was, I, I know it totally did. And yeah. so yeah, like um, I know. So like I was saying, like yeah, like how you're like, oh, who's this like rich kid coming yeah. with all this? And like yeah, it was very much like, you know, like I said, just borrowing against whatever I could to yeah. try and like get you know the the hype up and um not the hype but just like getting like oh yeah i guess it was just with, getting with noticed, the z right? yeah, yeah yeah and um and so yes yeah, so, yeah the truck gets repoed and um i went and bought like a 600 hundred dollar motorcycle so i could get around because yeah. i didn't have any street vehicle because <laughs> yeah. right? yeah. i just yeah. had my z um and so at that point that was um yeah so end of 04 da, da, yeah so that was like uh i got kicked out of my apartment because me and Tony and a couple other people were partying there and they got mad at us, kicked <laughs> us out. And so that's when we moved into uh, Rotary Secret 7. Okay. So we're living well, in the back of Rotary Secret for <laughs> yeah, that I, summer. I do and like, that. yeah, so <laughs> things kind of went um, a little weird for a minute there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're just crashing out and trying to make it Let's, let's go survive. back a little bit. Let's go. I want to go back to Signal a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you worked there and mm-hmm. um, I remember <laughs> you, they let you drive one of the Signal Twins cars. Mm-hmm. You you were yeah. you were regularly coming out to our drift day events. Yeah, and you were driving. You 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 brought everything. You brought the truck, mm-hmm. the the rig, uh, or the you know the. Yeah, what, so that's what I'm called? saying. Like it's it was just like a a perfect scenario, like a perfect storm of like um you know time and place. Yeah, like I was saying. What um, what was it like? Uh, I mean, you I remember you also came out by yourself. So mm-hmm. on one hand, a lot of us were were jealous that you got to drive that car because mm-hmm. that car was so formative for a lot of us to mm-hmm. be able to see uh, Japanese drivers on that level driving. And then uh, it was always in that car mm-hmm. early on. And then you got to drive it. But not only did you bring it, you you were the only one there. You were working on it yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're, we, we, you know, we had a lot of respect for you because of that. Well, that's cool. Thanks. Um, yeah. And so it was like kind of same thing there. Like, you know, because that was, I think, when we were doing. Yeah, that was. After uh, Vegas, um, SEMA, I should say, SEMA 2003. So we're like, you know, one month after I get there, the Falcon Drift show off, uh, make the connection with Signal. They, you know, bring me in. We logo up the car, put the coilovers on. We did this one um, drift demo out at California Speedway. You mm-hmm. might have been there. 
Um, that was when Vaughn first came out for the first time. Yes. It was put on by the U.S. Drift. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember. Yeah. And uh, Team Orange was there. Yeah. 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 So they were there again. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sorry, not not again. Yeah. From um, D1. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, they were out there. And um, yeah, I got to do some tandem with them because they're like, oh, we want to chase in the Z. And yeah. so that was like my my one and only real event that I did with the Z with all the um, signal livery got on it, it um, before we got to Vegas um SEMA 2003 when we're doing demos with BF Goodridge and Signal and I blew up the VQ right mm-hmm. yeah and so that was done. yeah so that was um the same event or event SEMA that was my first SEMA getting out there and that's when Formula Drift announced Formula Drift yeah right and so they're like oh next year we're gonna have a national championship and I'm like looking at the Signal guys I'm like this is it right yeah. like, this is what we're doing <laughs> and um so I was my car was down we're doing the SR conversion into it yep. I basically bought one of their motors um uh that they had as a backup for the twins um and we're me and tony and uh mike edwards carluch we were stuffing it into the sr car or uh, the sr car uh stuffing it into the z yeah and um so that was when i was taking the the 180 out okay because you your know, car so, was down yeah and they're like okay. you can drive you know like we want you to keep driving so yeah. you can drive this car and I'm like, cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'll take um, that. Well, what was it like? Yeah. 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 What was it like? I don't know anyone else who was able to drive that car. Mm-hmm. What well, was it like? I think, I mean, it was very eye-opening because it had um, like the response and the power and like just the angle that like we weren't really used to, yeah. right? And so, of course, um, you know, like a supercharged VQ like just spins up the tires, but it doesn't really go anywhere, right? So that was yeah. the first time driving like a properly set up car. And that's like yeah. what really um, taught me that like, oh, the parts isn't just the end all be all, yeah. right? You have to get your wheels pointed the right way right. and you got to yeah. set your angle and set your toe and everything else. And so I was like, wow, you can, you know, gain so much just by having a little knowledge on yeah. the car setup. So that's what I really learned from driving that car that was, was how a car should feel. That was huge because the Japanese weren't like bestowing all this knowledge on us, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember when the signal cars first came, everyone was trying to like see what they did to make the car good. Mm -hmm. And people were taking pictures, kind of guessing they were doing this and Mm -hmm. doing that. None of us really knew. And none of us knew what it felt like either. Mm -hmm. So for you to to just have the car in your hands to like, you know, see what was going on and how it felt like that was huge. Yeah, because it was always a guessing game before that, right? And so trying to figure out how to uh, like, you know, what feels good and what doesn't, what tire pressure you should Mm -hmm. run and, you know, just stupid little things like that. And so once you just, you know, once you drive a, a Cadillac, for lack of better words, you're like, yeah. oh, this is how it's supposed to feel. Yeah. So now you have a, a target because you've yeah. never felt that feeling, yeah. right? Of someone who has five to 10 years of drifting experience mm-hmm. and has been slowly tuning their car. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, like, here you go. Like, this is the goal. Yeah. Okay. So it yeah. kind of helped fast forward to get that Z dialed in. Nice. Um, by um, FD, which, you know, so then like fast forward, like six months from there, we were all in Atlanta for the first FD event. And so the car was working pretty well. How was your signal deal? Like, you know, you kind of said no. Yeah, I, I I got a hint there. But I mean, when you initially got the signal deal, and they put your put the livery on your car, and um, it's kind of like your first real deal, mm-hmm. right? So oh, yeah. would you say that they were taking advantage of you? Or were you naive? Or no, like, were they I- paying you? I wouldn't say like, like, that's why I was like trying to backpedal. I wasn't like, I, I don't feel like I was being taken advantage of. It yeah. was more so that, um, you know, because I had like no um, prior sponsorship or anything like that mm-hmm. before that. So for any company to give yeah. you recognition, give you access to their shop, yeah. you know, yeah. allow you to park your truck and trailer there, as yeah. we know now, like that's got a heavy cost. <laughs> you yeah. know, you can't mm-hmm. just yeah. put those things anywhere. So, um, 
yeah, give me a place to work. Um, give me a place to, um, you know, store my things and also like the, the knowledge and the, you know, sharing of information and obviously, mm -hmm. you know, like some parts here and there, you know, like a couple hand-me-down used parts and then Tanabe, yeah. um, Tanabe was my very first I remember. partner. Yeah. yeah. And so like, we were both sponsored by Tanabe at the yeah. same time. And so they were the first company to like give me, um, a part for free, right? Yeah. Essentially, you know. Well, as people say, nothing's free. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're working for it in some capacity, yeah. but you know, as in uh, my first sponsored part, right? And so, um, always, always have a huge respect for those guys mm -hmm. for for doing that. And SSR. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, it, it turned into SSR. Yeah. So like that was like oh six yeah. was when they absorbed SSR, and then yeah, I got to put some of those sweet wheels on the car. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, it was always um, yeah with James and Jiro over yeah. there, so solid dudes. Yeah, and Edo, of course. Yes, and so <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, like it was to me, it was just like pure excitement, and like I said, I'm like um, yeah, I'm not like just getting paid or anything like that, obviously, but just to have the support and the knowledge and and some um, equipment is for us at the time that was life changing, and that's why, like once again, I think that's what helped kind of propel me in those early years was having yeah. that very very short window i mean it was only really like four months yeah with yeah. the signal guys because um you know i came in you know we came in hot and heavy you know logoed up the car did a couple events with them got to drive their car like love it you know like i said no hard feelings at all but it it just turned into um as i was like yeah so like fd 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 and they're like oh we can't afford that like we can't oh. like help you with that yeah and so you know, because they had their commitments with BFG mm -hmm. yep. and obviously doing FD was going to be a heavy cost. And so yep. I was like, well, like, you know, that's my goal. That's my passion. Like I need to be there. Like I can't just miss this wave. Like, you know, once again, it's like I just everything's just been yeah. building and pushing in this yeah. one yeah. direction. I was like, I can't slow down now. And mm -hmm. so and it was um, it, it was, you know. No, there was no hard feelings. It was a very um, mutual, like, well, we can't help you. And like, yep. we understand. And that's why, like, I continued to work with Tanabe, right? Mm -hmm. But Signal is like, we can't support you to do the events. And yep. so that's where Motorex came in. So, right. yeah. So I got a call from um, Clay, who worked over there, yeah. and was basically like, oh, like, I heard you, um, you know, might be like a free agent. Yeah. <laughs> well, so he just heard, like, you know, like, I don't even know how he found out, but somehow through the grapevine, probably through Ken, you know, because Ken's yeah. always in the talks. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like, yeah, so I, I w was looking for an, a partner to help me get to FD. And so MotorX was involved with it via uh, Uchi was a judge and yeah. they were going to send their car around to do demos. And so yeah. that it'd be cool to have two Zs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, sounds great. And so then um, I basically like moved my stuff from um, Signal over to uh, MotorX. And then it was kind of the same thing. I was being paid to be a tech at their shop, you know, working on cars. Mm -hmm. um, I did get to work on my car a bunch there. And like, I got to kind of, the car was already done, built and running with the SR in it. It was just kind of like finishing some things up and getting it ready for FD. And so with that, like I said, still working with Tanabe and those guys. Yeah. And like I said, it was like no hard feelings. There was, so, a, there was a Japanese guy at MotorX doing engine tuning. Blast. That was Blast, Blast tuning right. did he, next door. Did he help tune he your car? He tuned my car, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He tuned Nadine's car, too. He tuned my yeah. car, too. Street I, tune. I forget. Yeah. Always street tune. Oh, yeah. Always yeah. street tune. I know. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was one time he came out to, um, it was the Falcon show off at Irwindale at the end of 04, and I just put a new motor in, and yeah. he tuned that thing in the pit off the rev limiter. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Nice. He's just like, what? What? He's like, yeah. <laughs> Alright, you're ready. <laughs> I'm like, that's the tune. Yeah, but yeah. it ran. It yeah. ran great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I forget his name. Yeah. I can't oh, remember either. I, remember. I just remember me. Blast. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, he was cool. So, yeah. So, we got support from him. So, like, once again, um, you know, not being, like, paid, like, in sponsorship, but, mm -hmm. like, you know, already had some assets, um, you know, working these, like, light jobs, covering mm -hmm. my bills. Um, but um, just getting a lot of support because drifting was so new, right? Yeah. And so, like, there like, all these companies that were... Uh, into drag racing and things like that all of a sudden they're like well we got a market somewhere else and fd yeah. was new and so they're just like boom so like to get you know free tuning free garage yeah, space yeah. you know that that those are heavy expenses yeah, that like yeah. most people would have to um take on and so that's where i was um very fortunate um in those early years to be able to have you know like i said the access to a great car to compare mine to the access yeah. to um good tuners and things like that um and it was mostly because of the z you know because once again like the, i got the connection to motor x because yeah. they're like we have a z we want you know yeah, yeah let's make a match they're yeah. two silver cars what um, was really cool to me was uh you were you were <clears throat> working with a lot of japanese companies mm -hmm. and that kind of uh added to the mystique of like you know like oh chris has all this <laughs> who's like, this weird white kid no not that <laughs> seriously but, but seriously I mean, like, how did he get that you you had relationships <laughs> with all these companies that uh had a had a deep tradition with mm -hmm. you know import cars tuning like they've been in option magazine mm -hmm. videos and stuff and like uh that that i think that added to me uh my understanding of you just having like good style mm -hmm. and uh like really respecting um you know where all where drifting came from mm -hmm. and and all that stuff yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that, you know, I wicked it up a bit with the Z. Like, you know, I yeah. got like uh, Vertex body kit, like, you know, Volk wheels again, like, things good. like that. Yeah, so it's like I, I knew the look I was going for. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like a, a majority of my success in those early years is due to having that Z. Yeah. And so, like I said, looking back, it was like that was the smartest thing I ever did. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, like I said. It's it a was, big gamble, but, <clears throat> but it yeah. paid off. Yeah. And so like I was saying, like I literally was making payments on that thing till like two thousand eight. Yeah. And it was like like rusting in the back you weren't of the driving. Shot by that. I that's remember I mean. you were I remember you were making payments on it. Yeah. You weren't it couldn't even go anywhere. It was yeah. just sitting. So that's that's what I mean, where it's like it was like, Oh, where did all this come from? I was yeah. like a small down payment and yeah. like a couple hundred bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. like you can <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think you, know, that, you can stretch things out. Yeah, and I think that but no goes one's ever down, thought to do that, I think, at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that goes down to that notion when even in business, people tell me all the time, they're like, you need to act as if you were the best in the world, mm -hmm. even though you, you'd not, and you might feel like an imposter, but you need to just hold a higher standard. And mm -hmm. I think it's, it's like you were doing that and, and look where it got you. Just the fact that you, you and Tony were coming out to all the events out here mm -hmm. from the East coast, I think more than anybody has showed us, the California guys just like, you know, these guys are dedicated. Mm -hmm. They're not messing around here. They're not mm -hmm. here to just try. They're here to, you know, compete. Oh yeah. I yeah. also think that, uh, being from LA or California, even, uh, it made us lazy, right? Like we, we were just amongst all of this stuff all the time, so right? Much we're, access, yeah. right? Well, you had to work for it, mm. and it was it uh, for you to to do the things that we were doing. It took more out of you, mm -hmm. and so it made you maybe more hungry, more uh, just um, just inspired you to to work harder. You know? Yeah, and um, I mean, we literally came from like my garage space was a dirt floor in my parents barn yeah i, I took a one of the old stalls of where the you know horses were <laughs> essentially and we like cleared it out and that's it was one bay just like about the size of this room yeah and that's where i built my car yeah mm. love it that's wild we gotta get yeah. some pictures you got pictures uh, right some I, yeah yeah we gotta I know. get it's, some i got like <laughs> sorry i got like freaking like 40 from today alone but like you know yeah 
I, I can count like 10 pictures of my RX-7. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. you think about it, it's just like the the lack of photos, the further back you go is insane. Yeah. Because yeah. you had to physically carry a camera with you, yeah. right? So <laughs> Go get it developed. <laughs> I know. You were just it, you were just like living it, you know? Yeah, and right. you weren't like, oh, let me stop and take a photo of my yeah. car. Because yeah, it's yeah. like, that's my car. It's right there. Yeah. Why do I need to take a picture right. of it? Yeah. Right, right. Times know? have changed. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like every day, it's just like, click, click, click. Like, oh, did you forget this? Click. Is this yours? Yeah. It's like you 10 know? photos yeah. a day. <laughs> we be clicking like... I yeah. literally Documented. have 50,000 photos on my phone. Yeah. That's yeah. like ridiculous. Yeah. It's always full. Yeah. It's always full too, right? <laughs> yeah. So love it. And so, yeah, it's like trying to dig back and, and find those certain things is um, is is difficult, um, but it exists, you know? Mm -hmm. And so in those early years, and that's when we started doing, um, so like, you know, DA was kind of kicking off and, you know, we're like basically taking like, you know, skate culture into drifting and mm -hmm. being like, you know, we're going to do like videos and things together right mm -hmm. because you know together we're stronger than you know uh just being an individual and so that's when like yeah myself and tony and turk and vaughn and all that started like doing um you know some videos together and you know that propelled the first you know driftlines dvd um which was like for sale in walmarts and things like that yeah. we got an advance from a entertainment company you know to make yeah. the dvd um you get you guys had an agent by then right I thought you sort did. of um no it was the guy no i we got our first managers in 07 okay um but yeah our first dvd in like 05 basically like someone who was all hyped up on drift like in 04 time uh came from um destroy entertainment i want to say it was and he was like yeah like we'll give you guys like you know 20 grand go make a dvd yeah and we're just like great and so <laughs> you know, once again it's an advance like yeah. it's a loan if you don't make it you gotta pay back yeah <laughs> so um so um, yeah, we get the advance and we basically like just put it towards paying for, um, our camera guy to like go to FD events. And yeah. we did our first bad as hell DVD, um, which once again, like I, 80% of drift fans probably never seen. Right. Yeah. But at the time it was like the, one of the only DVDs. And so like that helped propel, um, a lot that was filmed during the year of, uh, when we were all on Falcon together. Yeah. So it was the first year of blue and teal cars, mm -hmm. me, Tony, uh, Hampton and, um, Vaughn are in blue and teal cars, yeah, and we're just like you know, so it's just four wide, you know, doing demos and things like that, and it was just and that, it was cool, it was a spectacle. That was the first year, first and only year you didn't drive your a Z. Mm -hmm. Yeah, still a Nissan, still a Nissan powered Nissan, yeah. but it was uh, the S15. Yeah, that S15. What is the history of that S15? Was that it was purchased? Um, so Password JDM um, owned the chassis. Yeah. And the car was cut in half to come to America. Right. That's oh. right. Yeah. yeah. So there was like cuts through the A pillars and the whole floor had a big cut across yeah. it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And Parts so, car. Parts yeah. car. And so, yeah, bring it in. They weld it back together and Falcon works the deal out um, for that chassis. And I think that chassis was originally offered to, um, I think, Calvin. Can't remember. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I think they offered it to him first and he didn't want it because it was right hand drive. And so he did the G. Um, and then so I was like, yeah, I'll drive right hand drive. I don't care. You know, because yeah. I had driven the signal car a couple of times. Oh, nice. right. And That's so right. I was like, I can handle it. Yeah. And um, it was cool. I was like, caveat. Um, and uh I was like, Yeah, I'll do the S15, you know, because they were like, What are we gonna do with this? Who's gonna drive it? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'll do that if I can get a sequential for it. Okay. And they're like, they're like, deal. I was like, yeah. great. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so um so then the car was, um, uh, we were basically taking on the build too. And yeah. so we, um, 
you know, we brought the car over to uh, a warehouse out in Sun Valley uh, where Clay, who was the guy from MotorX, started his shop. And Autolink. Um, was no, it Autolink? No, no, it was a um, C2 powerhouse. Okay. Yeah, different Clay, yeah. Um, and so we started the build there, and that's where those photos that kind of pop up on the internet every once in a while of me and Tony in our Falcon overalls with <laughs> the S15 on the lift. Yeah. Um, Drifting.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> so that was like, yeah, cars basically... Um, that was my first time getting hands on the car, right? It was yeah. like back from paint and we're like starting to work on it. And like things were like, you know, we weren't really meshing with the shop owners. So we're like, we're moving out. And so um, that's when I got linked up with Kevin, Kevin Wells. And okay. so we took the chassis over to Kevin's shop, who Kevin was basically the tech um, handling. He built Hubert Young's car mm. um, and he was like kind of doing some maintenance on the other Falcon cars. And so took the car to him and we put that thing together in like three weeks or something yeah. like that. And um, basically got it loaded up, um, like no testing or anything, sent it out to wall. And um, the car was ripping. It was great. But um, I broke both axles in qualifying, mm -hmm. right? And that's when we did back-to-back -back qualifying. Right. So I like pulled out, snapped the axle halfway through the run, and then that was it. Like yeah. couldn't swap yeah. it, no five-minute, nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. So I like, didn't qualify that event. That was like one of the only events I've ever not qualified. Um, and I think the only one, actually, when I think about it. Um, and then from there, we, you know, slowly developed the car throughout the year, um, continuing to work on it back at his shop um, and eventually got my first win in that car at Irwindale 05. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shout out. Yeah. Is that the, oh was that the, it all goes back to Irwindale. Yeah. yeah. It always it goes always. back to Irwindale. About 10 minutes down the street. <laughs> yeah, right there. Drove right by it on the way here. <laughs> was that the event where you were shooting flames out the bottom of the engine? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was um, running pretty spicy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was throwing fireballs. Like it was awesome. That went with your aesthetic, though. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Oh. That was a cool one. So, yeah. And then from there, it just, um, um, so the, rest of the story for the s15 was it basically we win the event and that's the last time i ever saw that car wow it um the the pastor jdm guy i mean the, the, from what i'm told right so there's always you know three sides of the story uh from what i was told it was it's like uh the owner of the chassis right because it was like we got the parts for it like falcon mm -hmm. paid for you mm -hmm. know um the, some of the work on it Blitz supplied us with like the turbo kit and the performance parts. And then like SPL supplied us with like the links and Tane, the coilovers and blah, blah, blah. Um, so anyway, we um, get the car, uh, yeah, win the event. And they wanted to take the car back to their shop to do a photo shoot with it, right? And that's the last time I ever saw it. And it was always like, where's the car? Where's the car? And it's like, we can't get it back type thing. What? And that was kind Did of stolen? it. Did the photo shoot happen? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, oh, technically wow. he owned the car. And so... I don't know if it was a slip of paperwork or wow. whatever, but it was like, yeah, like we never got the parts back. Um, maybe Falcon did oh, eventually because wow. I was only with Falcon for one more year after that. Yeah. But um, as far as like that car goes, like that was the last time I ever saw it. Yeah. So, but you do you do see an S15 in Falcon colors uh, doing demos still? That's but a, that's a different one. That was the old Taguchi that's, car. The, uh, or, um, Taniguchi. Taniguchi. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Taguchi's a current right. FD driver. So, yeah, if yeah. You're, so if you're listening and you know. <laughs> What happened to the password JDM? Last yeah. I heard, it was in NorCal in a garage. Someone told really? me they like saw it. They oh, okay, saw it. They're, they're like, oh, like they we saw know the weld marks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't mistake that one. But um, yeah, it was just funny. So yeah, we brought uh, an S15 to FD back in 05. It was yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thing looked good. M Sport kit on it and everything. Yeah, yeah, it looked really good. Yeah.
This episode is brought to you by Lot USA. Lot USA has been the master distributor of Brid Racing Seeds for the past 18 years. Celebrating their 42 years in operation, Brid manufactures high quality performance products for circuit drag, GT, and drift. Nadine and I have always run Brid Seats in our cars, and even today, Brid Seats are the latest mod in our new drift car. Our favorite seats are the FIA approved Zeta 4 and their reclinable bucket seat, the Stradia 3. One of the latest releases from Brit is the Zeta 4 Vireo, which is a size small version of the Zeta 4 for petite drivers. Visit lot-usa.com for more info and follow them on IG at lot underscore USA. This episode is brought to you by Bartaby. Bartaby is a car builder and tuner in the Central Texas, Austin area. In addition to other Nissans like the 350Z, they specialize in GTRs R32 through 35 and has over 10 years experience. In terms of tuning, they work with most standalone ECUs like Motec, Mtron, Link, Haltech, and AEM to name a few. Bartaby has tuned some of our friends' infamous cars, including J-Spec Sam's blue R32 GTR. When we get our GTR, we know where we're sending it to get tuned, Bartaby. For more info, visit Bartaby.com and be sure to check out their dyno tuning videos on IG at Bartaby. So you have been in FD since day one, yep. since, since it started. Yeah, uh, me and Ken are the only two drivers uh, that have been to every round. What about... Kyle Mohan. Mohan mm-hmm. didn't come until Irwindale. <clears throat> oh, so that's he right. was 04. All right, he doesn't count. So Sorry, shout Kyle. out to Kyle for <laughs> being there every year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like he missed an event or two in in 2020 COVID yeah. year. Um, but uh, regardless of all that, yeah, he he did show up to 04. So he's been yeah. like an OG guy for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like on like technically, Ken and I are the only ones that have physically gone to every event. That's a pretty amazing feat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the other one that I'm I'm super proud of is um. Uh, I went to the finals the very first FD. So yeah. I got second place, first FD ever. So, um, you know, basically have like always been, you know, kind of running for the podium. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously like people kind of, you know, going waves, you know, my career obviously has gone in waves with like, you know, new cars and engine programs and things like that. But, um, just to be able to say like, yeah, we were like a front runner from day one. Yeah. And yeah, uh, that's a good, that's a good thing to say because you weren't just, there every year mm-hmm. you i mean you have the third most wins mm-hmm. amongst yeah, I everyone have the, i have the most podiums and i think the most um top three championship finishes too how eight out of um well it was a good record for a minute i haven't gotten one in a few years but yeah. especially after 2016 yeah um yeah we had uh because what would that have been only like 14 years of fd and we went to top three eight times yeah so i've only finished outside of or lower than sixth place, like twice. Yeah. I So I remember uh, if, when you think FD has changed so much throughout oh, yeah. the years and you can see the way the car setups have changed, the mm-hmm. rules change, um, tuning styles, you know, change. Um, and there was a good, uh, I forgot when it was, but there was a good amount of time where you were the most consistent guy out there. Mm-hmm. And you, like people were, People that were doing really well they would have an off day because they would have car problems, but your car was always reliable. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was um, when we we're doing the uh, the V8 especially. Yeah, so it was just we were one of the first teams to do a V8 conversion into a car that didn't come with one, mm-hmm. and that gave us just crazy reliability. Yeah, because at the time it was still like trying to make big power turbo cars, and it was yeah. kind of difficult. Um, 
You know, we, Which went, was, we went through what, a couple of stars. What's a what's a lot of horsepower back then? Oh my god! Well, the um, <laughs> the funny part is, is that the um, the S15 and or the the 350 in the first year made more power than my V8 car. I was yeah. making three like 20 to the ground in yep. 07. Nice. Okay, and we took that to second overall that year. Yeah, yeah but you had a lot of torque, right? And uh, that, that made a big difference. Right? It would help. Yeah, and like this was before like we we're putting um, like a lot of grip down, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we had like decent, but it was still like. You just got to get through the course, yeah. right? And so, like you said, the consistency is what would win. You didn't yeah. have to have um, the most insane lap because yeah. people were just all over the place. They'd yeah. crashing out, spinning out, you yeah. know, making mm -hmm. mistakes. You know, tandem still wasn't really close yet, yeah. you know? So I was like, if you can just get through that course, mm -hmm. like, you know, 80% yeah. or better yeah. every single time, yeah. like that's how you win. No, no, now that you said that, I, I do remember that. And that actually, um, when that was happening and you mm -hmm. were not making that much power, but you're so consistent mm -hmm. and you were having, finding success through it. I remember like the early days of like, of our, of our uh, days at like drift day. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were blowing engines or you were blowing engines then. Mm -hmm. Like you were blowing a lot of SRs. Yeah. It's like, every, it seemed like for a while, Every single event, you were blowing an SR. Yeah, and yeah. I went through like five in the in the three fifty. Yeah. yeah, and your 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 car was always on trailer, and you're you're leaving. I would say, hey, you know what happened? <laughs> you know, see you later. And 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 uh, I was driving. I I remember I was driving the yellow car. I don't know if you remember oh, that yeah. yellow. Oh, the yellow one was sick. Yeah, you're you're asking me like. I was like, it was making four hundred and twenty horsepower, and mm -hmm. you're like, what what what's in it? Why is it not blowing? And I'm like, I mean, it's not blowing. I mean, uh. It was a stock SR that mm. had like we did not change the internals or anything. I don't know if mm. you remember this conversation where you're like, if if we blow it, we blow it. We'll just change the engine. You know, there's no, not all the machining and and all the the mm -hmm. that stuff that goes along with the build. And so it was just, it just made it easier. So I always thought, I don't know if that had anything to do with him like search, seeking out consistency with the, the engine builds and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but. Well, the funny thing is, and so, yeah, we went through a bunch of SRs and like, I don't know if this is true, but it felt true at the time. Um, the MotorX guys, they gave me a wrinkle red valve cover. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, I remember that valve yeah, cover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh, this thing is sick. And yeah. so like we put it on the car and like, we got a rod knock. <laughs> swap the motor, swap the valve cover, yeah. got a rod knock. Yeah. Swap the motor, swap the valve cover, got a rod knock. Yeah. And um, I think it was like after like the third time, someone's like, um, maybe that valve covers, you know, because they, you know, they'd see like the car come back out yeah. and there's the same valve cover on. Yeah. So it's like, you know, someone with more intelligence than me at the time yeah. is like, what's the constant here? Right. So, you know, put in a new motor, but you're putting this valve cover back on. So I don't know if they were basically, uh, you know, insinuating that it's like got debris in it and sand in it yeah. and things yeah. like that. And so it's breaking the motors cursed yeah well, I was, when you were telling <laughs> yeah. the story i thought you were going that direction that yeah. it's cursed but it could actually be yeah, something like, like, yeah like you know not getting it fully cleaned yeah. you know from a prior blown up motor yeah, yeah. And not yeah. understanding how like oh just like giving it a wipe down or like yeah. a quick little brake clean isn't yeah. enough but that was right? also an s13 sr valve cover wasn't it it was yeah so it I was mean, always s13 yeah. so we know that the s13 valve cover is missing some baffling oil mm -hmm. baffling and something to do with the I, I don't know. There's that the valve that goes out to the uh, the catch can, and mm -hmm. like it's just designed differently. Yeah. So and so yeah, don't exactly know what the problem is, but the long story short is, I eventually because we were doing a demo, um, like this was like when like another 
reason why like we had like a lot of fun back then is because with Drift Alliance, we would get hired to do demos, right? Yeah. And so like Vaughn, he was the business side of that. And like me and Tony just made sure the cars showed up, yeah. right? And so he would line up the demos and we would fix the cars. And so we were super tight on time. Tony's in my old RX-7 because that thing did a, a big loop around of ownership and landed back to him. And he drove that at the first FD event ever. He yeah. drove it from Pennsylvania to Atlanta yeah. and then entered it in the competition. <laughs> um, and uh, so that car became his demo car when we were all on the Falcon cars, right? And um, so we had to like do a motor swap on him and a motor swap on mine, right? A pair of SRs. And Kevin at the time, he had um, an NASR engine, right? Mm -hmm. Bone stock, right? Just like you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I specifically remember not putting the valve cover on that one. Okay. Right? So that was like, like I said, like, I don't know if that was a part of it because like I said, like just having debris yeah. and yeah. metal shavings, things like that. Um, and anyway, so we put this NASR in, you know, we fire a hole in the oil pan, you know, put a turbo drain <laughs> in it. We do the old Honda move and run yeah. the, um, sorry, we, we put the old uh, oil pick up on the backside of the motor over by the filter. And um, that thing was doing like 400 wheel for years. Yeah. Years. Years. Yeah. Wow. And it's just so funny how sometimes, you know, yeah. it's like you just kind of got to dumb it down. That's weird. And like just have a, you know, a clean, proper engine with a good tune and it'll go forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. It's like, like you can't right. let the magic smoke out. Right. <laughs> right. Keep yeah. it in there. Yeah. Keep it in there. That's that's how SRs work. <laughs> yeah. That's how mine works. The, the magic blue smoke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. Yeah. So uh, what? So let's talk about uh, how much FDs changed. Mm -hmm. In well, I mean, it's changed a lot. Um, wh uh, what do you think is the like? What's the current state of Formula D? What do you think of of how it's going? Um. Let's see. I, I do think that FD is doing like, the best job that they can, right? Mm -hmm. It's tough. Um, you know, it's easy to get pissed off when you don't win. It's easy to blame judges. It's easy to blame, um, you know, anyone but yourself, right? Yeah. And um, so I know there's a lot of like animosity towards FD. Um, and, you know, I have in the past as well, right? Just being like, oh, this should be this way. This should be that way. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that they are doing a fantastic job. Um, the growth rate is insane. The, you know, the amount of fans that are coming out to the events is, is crazy. Like mm -hmm. we're hitting, you know, new audiences, new venues, and we're still bringing a big crowd. And so I know that they're doing a, a great job at that. Um, the There's a few things that I think could make the series better, um, but that basically comes down to mostly just the, the rules, right? Mm -hmm. And like car builds, because the car builds are just getting out of control. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what pushed a lot of people out, right? It's because mm -hmm. you can't they afford, afford it. it and can't keep up. Um, and that's what's made the cars uh, now to be a lot more unreliable, right? And so we're hitting, you know, these obnoxious numbers of twelve hundred horsepower, right? And like insane, yes, the cars. <laughs> that's insane. At the current point, the cars do need that much power. Yeah. Like when when I go around Irwindale, that thing is foot down. Yeah. You know, like full power, and it's digging. And so it's because we have so much mechanical grip. We have so much grip from the tires. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the the knowledge of the teams being able to, you know, use sway bars and alignments and wedge and, you know, spring rates and all these things, like, effectively, like, we can load our car up on the Irwindale bank. No problem. Yeah. Um, you know, we will sometimes, you know, we'll typically run my car around, like, 950 wheel. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, we will push it up to, like, over 1,000 wheel for Irwindale, for Irwindale. sometimes. Um, because, like, you need to get that that breathing on the pedal back. 
instead of just you know yeah. winging it and hoping for it like yeah. it's you know 2004 you know <laughs> just trying to make it send yeah. it <laughs> yeah because you can generate that much power out of the car yeah. or that much grip out of the car which yeah. sucks the power out of them um and so you know i honestly think like we just need to dumb these cars down a little bit because um you know it's still going back to um you know the people that have the most ability to build the best car have the you know the greatest chance obviously still comes down to the driver but you have mm -hmm. the greatest chance to succeed right mm -hmm. because the better the car is the easier it is to drive and um and with that the way the current power levels are you have to have a rock solid engine program and the thing that kind of kills us um you know we've done all different kinds of engine setups the um, the nitrous v8 setup was clearly our best you know we we had our most successful years with that and mm -hmm. i haven't gotten a top three since we came off of that mm -hmm. um full transparency like we've been trying to make the turbo setup work as best we can you know we've gotten some podiums but it's obviously a, a way more difficult um package for for us and so you know it's some people have figured it out really well and you know papadox obviously being one of them and so but the thing is so we had two engine failures this year one was like kind of the team's fault and one was a, a block failure like we cracked the block um but Anyway, the problem is when they blew, it was like Saturday morning. Yeah. And the fastest we've done an engine swap uh, with the current um, uh, parts and products and everything else was like three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And so it's not enough time. Okay. So we, this off season, like right now, we've been working on getting like a, you know, basically like crank pulley to the transmission, like, you know, through the clutch, bell housing and everything, like one Just big ready to full go. unit. Because, you know, we have custom intake manifold, custom turbo yeah. manifolds. Yep, yep, we yep. have, you know, like custom dry sump brackets, custom alternator brackets. Right. And so and we things, would have to also all change, those things across. Things also change round around, right? So if you... Eh, not, not necessarily. Okay. Um, but it was more so like we carried a spare engine, but it was yeah. just, you know, valve covered oil pan. Yeah. And so if we blew a motor, we'd be swapping every single one of those parts mm. across. Like yeah. block off plates, yeah. things like that. So this off season, we're literally just like making more of all those spares mm -hmm. um still carrying like the spare pieces but like trying to have that package so we can do an hour engine swap yeah because you know like osbo's car and turk's car like you know they're running in the top three um and it's not because they don't have any engine failures it's because they can swap it yeah in time so mm -hmm. like you know they'll go through two or three motors in a year no problem yeah but they're you know once it starts to uh, uh, once it starts to show its uh, signs that it's about to break, um, you know, they're just like, just swap pull it. it in, you yeah. know, and they're back out. Yeah, they might miss some practice, but they're going. Yeah. And for us, it's just like, if we don't make that call like the night before, then yeah. we're out. Done. Yeah. And so it's, um, that's like the big thing we're working on because um, in those years where we're, you know, pushing for championships, yeah, we have no failures. Yeah. Right? And so it's not just about like not having a single engine failure is being able to handle it appropriately when right. it does come. Right. So that, that's that's a trip to me because, you know, when we were first doing Formula D, mm -hmm. uh, you were you were a baller if you had an extra trans. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You know, and so same. Like, I mean, we haven't carried... A, when we... Once we swapped, like, you know, the whole setup kind of changed after 2016. You know, like uh, me and the MA guys, we ran together through those years. And um, you know, through a, a, a series of um, you know random situations, you know we were weren't working together anymore, mm -hmm. right? Um, still love those guys. We're great now. Um, it just was not really great at the time. Um, and there was like personal side to that too. Like I was moving back to California. I was trying to like you know fix things in my personal life at the time, um, and that was like a, a 
one of you know it, it wasn't all on that but that was like kind of one of the um casualties of the whole situation i was like i'm moving back to california it's not really going to work by coastal yeah. um but yeah there was like changes in um you know budgets what i could afford you know and like what they wanted what i could do and and so there's like a lot of things happening all at once and so that's kind of how that relationship um ended at the time and so but yeah i mean we like work together now again anyway uh so <laughs> so from there uh, that's when i was started to do the vq right so 2017 yeah and um because it was like i was running out of v8 parts to okay. keep those core engines going okay because right? they had like custom timing chains, custom tensioners, uh, custom cam gears and everything oh, so else. Nissan just they didn't have any. Well, they they gave me everything that they had, right? <laughs> and so the off-road motorsport program was coming to an end. Oh. And so we like absorbed four of those engines cuz we're the only people racing the VK in the country. And so like we basically got like one motor a year from them for got about it. 4 or 5 years. Yeah. And then once, you know, we basically had everything that they had, um we I was like, you know, I could maybe do one more season out of this motor, but yeah. I'm already transferring to a new team. Like right. now's a good time to transfer to um, a new engine program that's Got it. basically inevitable. Um, in my opinion at the time, or the, with the information that was given to me. Looking back, I probably could have made it work, probably could have found some money, figured out how to duplicate the parts. Um, especially knowing how <laughs> difficult the next few years were. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> hindsight, it's yeah. a bitch. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, well, like two J's are running the mill now, you know, like Daigo's killing it. You're you know? considering a two J? No, 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 no. I'm oh, saying okay. like the, like basically Just, saying like turbo, yeah. you know, turbo nitrous mm. engines are like back in, right? Yeah. The parts are there, the development's there. Technology's changing. Yeah. yeah. And so it wasn't just about having, um, a V8, right? Cause mm -hmm. that was like the V8 era. Right? Yeah. The 2000, like eight through like 15. Yeah. And then, uh, or more so like, yeah. Anyway. So then, like, yeah, the turbo cars started taking over. Um, you know, Daigo was killing it. Other people were killing it. That's when James came and killed it for three years. And so it's like, yeah, like, the technology's there. The VQ, however, just can't handle that much power. Yeah. We went through 10 motors in two seasons. So that was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> so we're basically swapping a motor every event. Yeah. Um, and so with that, it was like, okay, well, we can apply, the, you know, because when the car, when the engine was together, the car was good, right? But we just couldn't get the reliability. So that's when we went to the VR, right? So we built the VR and we put that in there and the car was great. You know, we uh, were like, got a couple podiums. We're pushing for this a championship. This is pretty recent, right? When you went with the VR? 2019. Okay. Um, so there's already been a lot of experience with that engine, a lot yeah. of knowledge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, you know, we worked out um, a deal with an engine builder and he's like, yeah, this thing's good. You can make like 1,500 horsepower. This Wild. Thing. And, um, and but now, once again, we're at the point where, you know, the engine that I broke at Irwindale um always Irwindale <laughs> um the engine that we broke at Irwindale uh well actually that was the first I'm telling you Irwindale sucks the power of these cars because <laughs> the first VR I blew up was at Irwindale okay 2020 yeah um we uh we just came off a double podium uh second place first place in Texas COVID year 2020 mm -hmm. and we're going to Irwindale and we just kept that thing wicked up yeah right like I was saying we use run the extra 100 horsepower yeah. in it yeah and yeah after like four laps on the bank just that Full load, full throttle, blew the motor. Uh, um, bad weekend. Um, two years later, last um, Irwindale, uh, we cracked the block. And this is a, you know, 1,800 horsepower engine, yeah. right, as yeah. I said. <laughs> but I, what I always say with drifting, um, any power rating, you know, like you, 
you have to add 50%. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're like, oh, like, you know, your car only makes 400 horsepower, here's a 400 horsepower clutch. Like, no, 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 give me the 600 horsepower Got clutch, it. right? Mm-hmm. Or the drivetrain or the axle or like yeah. the engine build, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just that much more abuse. Yeah. Like a regular drift lap lasts about 30 seconds, right? Yeah. Um, how long does a drag run last? Yeah, <laughs> anywhere eight from seconds. anywhere from eight to ten. <laughs> so, eight seconds, hopefully. And then yeah, and then we're doing up to thirty laps in a weekend. Yeah. So you're doing almost a hundred drag pulls. Yeah. In an FD weekend. Yeah. That's like seasons for yeah. some of these guys. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why there's so much abuse that goes on these parts and why it's so expensive and you gotta make all the horsepower and you gotta have spares and yeah. that's why I'm saying like the one thing that could help the sport is to kind of wick it back a little bit and that's basically just in the car build and it's not even in the car build i think we should still be allowed to do whatever we want but i think that they don't need to allow us to run such a big tire Mm -hmm. like Mm. i'd be stoked to run 245s front and back because you can still have a really fast really good car on that That would be really interesting and then all you would need is like 800 right it's basically like a prospect car yeah so like have us in prospect cars the only difference up until this year was the tire size Mm -hmm. and like if we were on like, you know, just a 45 square setup. I mean, like, look at their cars. Like, they're yeah. great. They're fast. Yeah. And, like, I've driven them. I've helped them set up and things like that. Um, you know, with Alex Jager, he's driving a car with us in ProSpec. Um, and so, yeah, like, that would be the biggest thing. Because, um, like, he his car is built, you know, from MA as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, I don't want to say carbon copy, but it's really, really close to our car. I'm, you know, we literally um, have like our same turbo setup on there, my old intercooler on there. Like it's a lot of hand-me-down parts and a lot of hand-me-down setup, same trans, same diff, same gearing, all that stuff, yeah. same subframes. Yeah. Um, he runs a stock VR nice. in his car. It nice. makes 620 wheel. Yeah. Right. And we um, run a fully built, you know, mm. capable of 1600 horsepower, running yeah. about 950 and we're cracking blocks. Yeah. And the yeah. only difference between the two cars is the tire. Tires. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a driver's union that you guys all are a part of? Or? Uh, it's like come and gone like 15 times over the years. Really? Like there's never enough organization to it. Like everyone's like, we need to like kind of figure this out. Yeah. And then like it lasts. Yeah. Together. Yeah. And then like lasts for like two events. Yeah. Is, is Every it, time. People are too busy or is it hard to get people all together? Yeah. yeah it's a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody really wants to take the lead. I tried it one time. Yeah. Um, Chelsea tried it like two years ago. Yeah. And... It's it's not like we're revolting, but it's like we're trying right. to just have a common voice right? yes. instead yeah. of like 32 people complaining yeah. Um, yeah. at different times. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think that would be the, the best thing for the sport because yeah. um, it's the driving is going to be just as good. Mm-hmm. Right. We're just going to go eight percent slower. Yeah. Like you're not going to notice. No one's going to yeah. know. You know, um, but it's just going to give more reliability, more consistency and right. a better show. Yeah. So Do you th- uh, have you noticed that 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 car building aspect problem uh is preventing um new drivers from coming up um i think it's a lot of reason why drivers stay in pro spec mm-hmm. you know because there's a couple guys that have earned their pro one license multiple and, times and they don't and they just stay in it hmm. it's also half the events so yeah that's another big thing yeah but they're more competitive there right because once again it's like you know our um uh drivers you know we've been having the same talk with them it's like hey like you know it's going to be like, we understand how expensive it is now. Like, okay, so double that immediately because of the m- amount of events. But now, you know, the expense of the engine, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the engine that we were running that we cracked um, was like, it was like $42,000. Oh my God. Because like up until that year, it was always like, you know, we, we like run the sponsored parts, you know, and like 
have somebody help do the machining and it's like a eight to ten thousand dollar engine build yeah and that's like what we kind of did up until um 21 where like after we had that failure Irwindale, it's like you know what like you know um you know some of the guys on the team um business partners things like that it's like we just need to like you know we can't have an engine failure like that because we we were running for the championship yeah um and we lost the motor and that was it and so we're like we can't have this we just got to like you know stop this whole like you know get whatever parts we can get for free and you know try and you know get someone to build the engine for us and just like buy the best yeah. right so we're like okay so we bought a stage four t1 race engine and um it was like uh well you know we get all the parts brand new for the engine so brand new block brand new heads brand new you know covers all um, through nissan so that was like 15 grand worth of parts um in itself to have the foundation to build the engine and then it was like you know purchasing like their recommended pistons and rods yeah. and, and like all that stuff and so that engine was um yeah by the time it was all said and done yeah it was like over 40 grand yeah and guess what still Correct. threw a rod outside yeah. of it done. <laughs> yeah done yeah yeah and uh, so it's like yeah like you can't win you know it's like and you know same thing with like i said with uh, the papadakis team like i think i think they did two engine swaps on osbo last year but um i mean either way regardless it's not that they're doing anything wrong it's just we're just pushing them that hard yeah and um the only people that are able to um like achieve that are like the top teams right and so yes yeah, some of the lower teams they might not be blowing motors so it's not that they're doing things better um in my opinion i think it's just they understand the limit and they just have to run it like 90 percent, and just have to rely a little bit more on the luck of the run and their yeah. driving ability and not have that slight advantage that everybody yep. wants to have right right yeah. You know, run a little less nitrous, have right. to kick on a couple RPM later, right. it's like that type of stuff. <laughs> right. You know, we're like, you know, hit the nitrous at like 3,200 RPM, you know, right. that, that'll rattle crank loose. <laughs> right, 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 right. You think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So there's like a lot of, a lot of that. And, um, you know, so now it's once again, just turning into um, a bit of a money game. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but um, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm always doing my best to like, you know, pass down knowledge. That's like... Uh, literally the whole program with Alex is like, you know, I'm not mm. going to be doing this forever. And so like, you know, when we go to grassroots events, um, you know, it's, I'm always very willing and able to, you know, give information, even giving parts, you know, like people are always coming by the trailer. Oh, you got this, you got that. It's like, yeah, here you go. And like, what do you want for them? Like it's an old am fitting. Take it. Nice. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we, we carry it for this reason, you know, yeah. like there's going to be more going to come off another project car and land in the trailer next week. Yeah. And, um, so like we've done that, you know, just forever. It's always been nice. a mentality, like the same mentality we've had back in Drift Day. Like yeah. you go and you're talking with the other guys there yeah. and, you know, they need help something, everyone, you need yeah. something because, you know, one day like you're going to need help. Right. And so why would you ever turn someone away that comes to you? Right. You know, yeah. like I, I feel like our welder, you know, I can usually find it in the pit better than I can find it in my trailer. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like, where'd the welder go? They're like, oh, like this team has it, that team yeah. has it, you know, yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah, we're always like throwing things around, you know, like we all run almost the same axles now, yeah. you know, yeah. so like we've loaned out axles to other people that we're even like going up against. We're like, yeah. Oh, you got That's 19 nice. and a half axle. Like, okay. That's, it's good to hear that after all these years, it's still the yeah. culture. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. And, um, yeah, like, so like that, that mentality is, that's where we all started and that's where it still is. That's and great. even at the professional level, that's but great. Like, more so at like, even like the grid life events, and, yeah. you know, like, you know, we'll, we'll like give people like our scrub tires, you know, like yeah. we'll pull off a set. They might have a couple of laps left on them, yeah. but like, you know, we have to be ready to, do the whole session you know yeah. maybe we yeah. didn't run them as hard so it's like yeah you want them to trash and you know? treasures yeah, yeah. and so right. yeah exactly that's right. so it's like nice to always um 
you know, I'm not going to say like we're like a huge charity case, right? But right. like we're always down to help yeah. others. Not with, waste. Not, yeah, yeah, not just in, in the parts or the tools, but also the knowledge, yeah. you know, because yeah, we're not going to be here forever. So that's yeah. what we're doing right here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking Put it in of, recording. Right. <laughs> and and bring up the memories. It's speaking of, you know, not being here forever. So, I mean, you've been in FD since its inception. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's next for you? Like where you see yourself, where are you going? Um, so that's like one of the big things that we've been trying to do with the team, like having it be more Forsberg racing and not yeah. just, um, you know, Chris Forsberg, the driver. Yeah. And so we've been, you know, we brought Alex on the team. Um, so he's kind of like the protege and, you know, hoping to see him, you know, progress and move up. Um, and we have also been focusing on doing more projects with Nissan. So like we're doing some work with the Frontier. We've been doing some like commercial work with them, not like the like TV commercial work, but like uh, like install videos, like for their aftermarket parts, mm -hmm. um, things like that. Doing like special project builds. Like I'd love doing the special projects, like the Ultimaniac, you know, things yeah. like that. We come up with dumb ideas and see who wants to kind of come on board and help it come to life. Um, so like I love doing the builds. Um, we're working on another show that's, um, we're hoping to get, um, pen to paper here any day now. And that's going to be a really cool, like giving back type show, nice. um, that we're working on. So it's, um, you know, we'll hopefully have more details on that soon. We're like, hopefully like, like I said, um, signing contract this week and we can start announcing it. Yeah. Give us more tidbits. Come yeah. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> Follow me for more. Um, <laughs> but, uh. So yeah, so I'm really stoked about that um, show concept. It's something that I came up with back in 2020 and we just couldn't get it off the ground. People were just too tight with their budgets and then we right. got right back into racing. Um, so that, um, yeah, the builds, um, doing the Pro 2, uh, Pro Spec now. Um, and then we also brought in Brian Highcotter, who I met in um, COVID year as well because, you know, he comes from sim racing, right? And mm. then he was the first driver to win um, the Nissan GT Academy, yeah. right? And so Love he it. won the GT Academy. He got a chance, you know, to go race a real car. Yeah. They put him in the 370Z and then he graduated up to running the, the GT3 GTR. Yeah. And Love he was it. like winning events. Yeah. Like, Sick. like not just like, oh, he can get himself around track, like go little sim kid. Like, yeah. no, he was like crushing. Yeah. Um, like I think it was like seven or eight wins and like 16 podiums or something like that. Like absolute wow. maniac. Yeah. Um, and so he was, you know, they, they shut that program down in like 2016. He hasn't really been doing much racing since. And so he was back on the sim and sim stuff was getting more popular. And so we started to do that in 2020 and then we got linked up because he was like the Nissan guy. Yeah. Just like mm -hmm. from his heritage, he would race in the GTR in the sim races. Okay. And so we started kind of like chatting and working together. And so that next year we built um, a road race car um, that we ran in the, grid life gltc series and so we had him driving it and then he like won um a couple races he won a whole weekend uh the one time and so it was cool to get him back into a car and have him um you know representing us on track but he was just thrilled to be racing again yeah. and so we're able to take that um that effort and that energy and momentum and we we're actually able to go out and do even a test with a gt4 car which we did a little video on and i got to drive it it was fun and we got brian to um, you know, get a seat in it too. And his lap times were just insane. Yeah. So the consistency, he, from never driving the car, doing like, like an out lap, you know, feel the car out, pull back in. You good? Great. Okay. You know, warm up lap and then like six flying laps. Yeah. And his six flying laps were all within a half second. Wow. And like, just like the fastest of the day. Yeah. And it was just nuts to see him just like, you know, adapt and 
conform to a car and not just like, oh, he had the best lap. Like, no, all his laps were the best laps. Right. <laughs> it was right. nuts. Right. So, yeah, um, doing more work with him. And just like I said, so we're just trying to have like a more blanketed like racing program. Right. Instead of just like me and FD. Right. Yeah. So well, as you're doing, you're taking on all these. You're you're a team owner, right? Yeah. And you're you are involved in multiple motorsports now. Mm -hmm. um, how are you? How are you finding time to do all that? You can't. Yeah. <laughs> Something's got to give. Right, and so, so yeah, it's, is it's it going to be? Is it going to be your Formula D career that's giving? What What is it? Um. Well, I mean, because I'm not. Uh. No. Like I, I've always told myself I'm going to keep going to FD if I can keep getting on the box. Yeah. Right. And so, um, like we're still going to keep doing that. We have um some new members of the team, and we're trying to alleviate my um energy on the car and like the team itself Got and it. just focus on the drive mm. because that's been the hardest part yeah. like so i would say that you know my like results in fd have kind of wavered here and there because of the pressures of everything else going Got on it. for the past couple of years and so we're finally at a point where um we have someone that's going to be a little more full-time and allow me to not be the one that's like also doing engine swaps also yeah. you know packing the trailers and things yeah. like that which you know like literally to this day still doing um mm. and so trying to um, find more time so I can focus on being more of like the managerial role yeah. instead of like the hands-on labor. Right. So, because yeah, I mean, I drove my truck and trailer to like almost every FD event until yeah. from like 2007 till 2016. Like, yeah. and it was like 10 years. Yeah. You know, it was always on the road and I'm just like this. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I sounds you know. like you're trying to filter and do only what you love. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. and, um, you know, and with more support, you know, you're able to pick and choose what you mm -hmm. want to do. Um, and it's not just what you want to do, but it's like what is going to benefit the team the best. Yep. You know, right. Like, yep. You know, like your hours all of our, are better spent. Yeah. And places. so, like, our, our partnerships are amazing. And, you know, that, that just goes back to um, always showing up, um, you know, always doing your best. It's not about, you know, always finishing the best, but like just always putting yeah. your best effort forward. Yeah. And so, you know, I've been working with Nissan since 2003 um, when I got that Z. Like, mm -hmm. and the motorsports guys when they're down here in Torrance, you know, Steve yeah. Mitchell and those guys. Oh, yeah, Steve you know, Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, and Paul. Yeah, they used to like, yeah, be like, oh, you want a pair of headlights, you know, off yeah. of this crash car? Like, yeah. you know, so it was like, you know, hand me down handshake support, but it was still something, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. like I needed a headlight. That thing was 800 bucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they gave me one. Right. So I ran a couple events uh, with no headlights. So, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so like that support, you know, has been there since day one, since I got to California. Um, my first year with NOS was 2006. Mm -hmm. So I've been working with them every year ever since. Yeah. And so it's, once again, like it's the, the longevity comes from, you know, being true to yourself and being honest and, you know, working hard. It's not yeah. just, you know, oh, you got a championship. We'll give you another year. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, because mm -hmm. we have ups and downs, you right. know, and but you just always got to put your best effort forward. As a 19 year old vet in pro drifting, mm. is, is it changing for you as you're getting older to stay competitive or is it just the rules changing, the, the environments changing, technology like? It's certainly more difficult now. There's just so many more good drivers. Yeah. Right? You know, for the longest time, there was basically just like the top 10. Right? Yeah. Um, and then like it was like a, a bit of a gap. Mm -hmm. um, and now it's like, you know, I'd say like all 32 could win any battle. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to be on your A game. You know, like I'll be running with, you know, anyone in um, FD right now and I'll be a little nervous. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, like they're 
you know, running pretty good today. It's uh, it's not just like, I I don't, I don't think I've pulled up to the line in the past two years and been like, oh, this will be cake. Right. You know, because right. it's like they're, maybe they're a little inconsistent, but mm. it's because they're fast. Yeah. Right? And yeah. So like they might be a little wavery, but they're going to pull a gap on you because yeah. some guys just go for the speed and wick it up. Yeah. Um, some guys are, you know, they're a little easier to chase, but they have big angle, big smoke, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and yeah, so you can yeah. lose to that, you know, yeah. getting lost. That's like the biggest killer right now is losing because of smoke. Okay. And I hate it. You know? <laughs> so there silly. are, and it's funny cause like, yeah, like last year, um, Atlanta, like it's me and Osbo in the finals. Yeah. Um, you know, we rip up through the track and it's killer run and they one more time us and I was pissed. Right. Yeah. I thought I had it. Um, cause we had a pretty good run on him. Um, he, he like dropped the tire to like to, get proximity and so i thought that was gonna be enough but they one more timed us yeah and so i was like all right here we go so we come back through it and it's like the last the last turn of the second run you know we're coming down the hill and we transfer and like we come down we're you know pitched up to the left uh, before the final turn and it's just full whiteout. can't see you anything know, can't see a freaking thing <clears throat> yeah and every single time if you watch drifting and you see someone you know transfer and like cut through the corner too early it's because he can't see yeah and you lose your frame of reference right and your instinct is always to better turn now or yeah. i'm gonna crash yeah right and so like so many times like you'll see someone like punch through the smoke and they're like over here on the inside right and they're just like oh what happened I'm like right. what do you think happened yeah <laughs> think i yeah. meant to do that <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah like i you know i transferred and like as soon as i like punch through the smoke i'm like i see him like over here and mm. i'm like three wheels through the dirt yeah yeah. Someone yeah. needs to make like you know how they have night vision. Mm -hmm. They need smoke vision. <laughs> oh yeah. Like that would be. Oh, that's a real thing. Does we... night vision work in smoke? No, you would. <laughs> you would need infrared. We've looked into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you, or okay. you, or you bring bring down the horsepower levels and the tire sizes. Yeah. And make it back to more competitive driving, which is why I love rain events because mm -hmm. it's the great equalizer. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. And so like we've we podium like the last like three out of four rain events. Yeah. Love you it. know because. Um, it slows the car down. It's back to the driver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's no smoke. So you're not just losing due to technicalities. Right. Yeah. So. so so you would say that age hasn't affected your driving. So someone once said, I can't take this claim, but somebody once, um, I want to say it was Matt Field. Um, we we're talking about like getting old and being a drifter. Mm -hmm. And we're like, it's so different than normal racing, right? Because a normal race, in normal racing, it's all about the reaction, yep. right? Yep. But in drifting, it's like wisdom, mm -hmm. right? So the more you drive, the more experience you have and yep. seeing how the car in front of you is reacting and knowing how to yep. um, adjust yourself for yeah. it. So it's not as much of being like super sharp um, as it is knowing what to do, when to do it. Got it. And so, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, look at the J guys. Yeah. They're freaking like 55. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah still doing it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, For sure. I was doing events in China um, in the twenty uh, end of 2019. And yeah, um, um, Suenaga's out there. And he's a freaking beast. Yeah. <laughs> he's so fast and yeah. so good. And he's like 54. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this is not an age thing. Got like, it. Yeah. You know, as long as you got a good car, like, yeah. They, you just know what to do. That's yeah. comforting. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why, you know, Benson and I don't drive FD was, you know, we were like, this is such a, it's so difficult to make a living because mm -hmm. we're always struggling and how are we going to get to the next event? We need a bigger budget. Mm -hmm. So the money was an issue. So is, yeah. I guess for, for us old people that left, right, mm -hmm. because we wanted to make a career out of it. Are you making a career out of it? Do you get a paycheck every month? Um, you know, are you taking care of or is it, do you still feel 
the, the you know the driver struggle um it's like yes i'm able to you know pay my expenses live comfortably right we're not getting rich but we're um you know we're able to like this is the full-time thing mm -hmm. but um in anything that you give a shit about you're yep. going to give 110 percent effort mm -hmm. um, yep. especially in a competition setting like you're going to work on the weekends you're going to put in the extra hours you're going to pull yep. an all-nighter if you need to get that motor done so i'm not going to say it's um you know as bad as uh eating dollar mcdonald's burgers and sleeping in the back of a shop like i did for a couple <laughs> years yeah um but it is um yeah the effort's always there right it's just a different level of effort right? yeah. um so yeah like i do have you know like a nice apartment i can go home to um but yeah when you're in the shop and like the things gotta get done you know like when we were building the z like we built that z in five and a half weeks and that was a lot of effort yeah. um and you know we made it happen um and like yeah st louis when we blew our motor we're up till five in the morning swapping the motor had to be back at track by 7 a.m to qualify yeah. you know so it's like yeah the effort's always there yeah um but um, in the in-between now, it's like, yeah, there's a little bit of comfort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's nice. So That's you, you, men hear. you mentioned <laughs> that uh, you got to drive with Tuinaga mm -hmm. recently. Um, when we first started, it was, you know, us in the U.S. trying mm -hmm. to like we were looking up at the Japanese guys. Oh, yeah. They were like way up here. Oh, right. Yeah. We we're always trying to catch up. We we're waiting for the day that maybe one day we can pass them. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, how do you compare the two today? Well, wh what do you think? like skill level wise i i still think that there's a handful of those japanese guys that have the edge well they have they've kind of shown it when they come over and yeah. kind of dominated from oh, yeah. the D a little like bit huh Cal oh yeah when daigo came over and like he still he still has a killer edge on everybody i think yeah. or at least the majority mm -hmm. right um and um yeah like uh like kawabata like he was running in um the china events too mm -hmm. and just like yeah watching him drive his car i'm just like this guy's like on another level. Yeah. Right? And I'm talking just a couple years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's good to, in my opinion, it's good to see that and think that, mm -hmm. you know, like someone might sit here and tell me like, you're running as good or you out qualified. I'm yeah. like, but like to watch it from the outside, yeah. Yeah. you know, to be like, wow, that guy's really freaking good. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, I think is, is a good mentality to have. You yes. Know? Like, you know, some people are like, no, you show up and you're the you gotta big badass there and you're, you're the number best. one and like yeah. everyone else can suck. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> Yeah, that's one way to approach it, but yeah. I guess yeah. it's never really been mine. It's yeah. like, you know, um, be aware of, you know, what you're running against. Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially like Irwindale, like when you're sitting in the line and you're just watching <laughs> yeah. the cars run to the left. Yeah. Every single car that comes across that start finish line, I'm like, oh, he's going in the wall. Oh, he made it. Yeah. Oh, he's going in the wall. Oh, he made it. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. And like, I'll sit there and like, we'll be just chatting on the radio, you know, yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God, that guy's like, you know, carrying so much speed into the bottom turn. Like, yeah. I thought he was going to wreck. They're like, dude, you're going three miles an hour faster than him. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> Oh, wait, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's it's all perspective, right? right? You need to, you know, um, in my opinion, you need to control your emotions and and not think that you're just like the best. Yeah. Right? You need to, you know, understand that you are in a competition and these right. guys are there to win too. Yeah. You know, and you gotta, you know, watch, you know, their moves and understand that um even if you are driving better than them, um, that you know, they are going to beat you if you let your guard down right do you have an idol um not really um like i i wouldn't say i idolize any single person but like there's like over the years um there have been certain people that i look up to as like at that point in time right and so mm -hmm. at one point in time it was like you know the signal guys right mm -hmm. just like oh my god these guys are like you know crazy their cars are so good and then um 
that didn't change like when we met. It's not like, oh, like, you know, you meet your idol and it goes away. Like, yeah. no, it's just like then it then it changed to, um, you know, a couple years later, it was like um, like Tanner. Right. I would say just like this guy's just an absolute machine on yeah. the track. Yeah. Right. Just like he was like the new like consistency. Right. Mm-hmm. And he had like his cars a little bit better. He was working with Steph. Right. Mm-hmm. Steph hung up the driving and started to be full time. And that yeah. program started to elevate. And so, like, yeah, like, looked up to Tanner for a while, and then, like, yeah, it just, it's always kind of changing. Yeah. Um, you know, like, definitely was super impressed with Daigo's, um, like, you know, the the build and the style that he brought. Mm-hmm. So, just, like, the whole different approach of, like, oh, we got 800 horsepower and 800 foot-pounds in my V8, yeah. and we're ready to go. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, I got 1,200 wheel horsepower with a nitrous turbo 2J. We're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. And just, like, the blistering smoke mm-hmm. and, like, the the um the ability to surge yeah. that he had over everybody i was like wow, like that's nuts like it's just different mm-hmm. you know it's like i said i was like when you first got in that um that 180sx and i was like this is how a car is supposed to feel you yeah. know i was like same thing like this is what a car can do yeah you know because it's just coming from a different um you know thought process right you know and then like same thing like when james and peter came across right like they were just all about super smooth and like not like big angle like um, just like, you know, going backwards all the time, but it's like just, just running deep angle and still being fast. Right. Um, and like just their ability to have a car that was set up to like, not only be fast, but have the angle and to be that consistent. Right. You know, and that's what won, you know? So it was like, they had the style covered and then they had the speed covered and they had the consistency. Right. So, and, um, like that, like still haven't quite figured out. What was up with that? Yeah. <laughs> In all honesty. Like, you know, I, I'd like to think that we're like close to that, like yeah. with my setup. Um, you know, like we're not the fastest car on track, we're not the biggest angle car on track. And, you know, but like the you know, the consistency to the line, the speed needs to be there, and you gotta be steady with your angle, right? Mm-hmm. In my opinion. That's what, the way I've always been. But um they just had that like a little bit more yeah. um of the um like the angle with the speed. You know, like that's the part like and that's just down to setup, you know, like for, for me to be fast and keep up with him, like we're always like running a little less. Okay. So. What, so what are you working on these days in terms of uh, what your your craft with driving? Um, As far as what, like, like just, practicing know, and testing? Or, yeah. Like yeah. what are you trying to be better at as a driver? Um, After 20 just, years, I can't imagine what it could be. It's just the consistency. It's like, consistency. Cause in my, it's just, is it just repetition? Yeah. Because, <clears throat> um, you know, I still get nervous, like, on the line, like, even yeah. for qualifying. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, when you're lining up against someone, like, I I feel that, um, you know, I think I did lose a little bit of confidence after the V8 um, time frame. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we got, like, super kicked in the dirt um, with the trying to make the VQ work. And then we've been kind of getting it back going with the VR. And so there is that window of, you know, be lining up against someone and, you know, like I've lined up against Osbo a ton of times. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm just like, God, this guy's like going to smoke us. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I know he's running good and I know like we're maybe having an issue or I just wasn't comfortable that day. Um, and there's other times I'll line up with him, very same guy, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, we got this. Yeah. Right. And so, trying to find out why I'll feel different about the same person, you know, the same competitor mm-hmm. um, in different settings. And so that's that's like my biggest thing. Like, why am I nervous on this qualifying run, but I wasn't last time? Why am I nervous to run right. Osbo this time, but I wasn't last time? And so it's like, yeah, trying to figure that out. And I think it, that comes down to, um, it really comes down to car setup. 
getting comfortable in the car fast, like your confidence just goes up. You're just like, mm -hmm. yep, we're ready for the weekend. But yeah. if you're like chasing a gear, you know, like you're you're running too much throttle in, in one corner, as in like you're having to give it too much so you don't have enough pedal to make your adjustments, um, then like, yeah, like you just know that you're like, we're just, we're, we're not 100%. Right. And so once you don't feel that you're 100%, you know, right. then like you're already giving yourself up to Got it. better. So I, I've heard uh, from several people that they employ, uh, several pro drivers that they employ a professional to help them mm -hmm. with their the way yep. they think, their mm -hmm. thought process, and how they deal with with things. Do mm -hmm. you do you have someone like that? I don't. Um, I mean, like yes and no. Like, um, not a professional that I employ, but obviously, like I have my own um, methods that I've used mm -hmm. in the past. Yeah. Um, I've you know people that are on the team. You know, like certain people know the right thing to say at the right yeah. time. You know, yeah. to help with that. Um, you know, just like based on our, you know, history and seeing like how I will respond. Yeah. Um, so yeah, nothing like actual professional, but it's funny because like, yeah, I know like people in the field that do that mm -hmm. and I have seen it be successful for some mm -hmm. and Not others. For others. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's still, still comes down to a person. Some people yeah. can like, yeah. you know, receive and, um, you know, apply that information and some people, they just can't get out of their own ways. Right, yeah. right. I feel like for me, it was really mental. Like, you know, you got to be in the right head oh, game, yeah. you know, no, and a littlest thing can throw you off. Mm -hmm. And it's not even the car setup. Your car could be solid, but if you're just yeah. having a bad day or mm -hmm. someone said something wrong, then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's as imagine. simple as that for some yeah. people. Yeah. There are just some days where uh, like nothing can get in your way and just everything's mm -hmm. working and then there's no explanation for yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're just on. <laughs> yeah. You're just yeah. on. You know, and that's the thing. Like, so that's what I'm saying when. You know, you're lining up against someone and of those 32 guys, you know, yes, there are a select few that are on majority of the time. Mm -hmm. But then like, yeah, you will potentially line up with someone who's like, yeah, like they're killing it today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're in that zone. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, yep. yeah. 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 <laughs> so you can't, you can't Should let I anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can't just like always have the, uh, you know, the thought that this is going to be easy. Right. Yeah. Especially in the past like four or five years. Yeah. Yeah, five. Yeah, so we're we're approaching the end of our time. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask Gotta a couple. Close by fast. Yeah, it goes by really fast. <laughs> and I, I feel like I got so much more to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I know. I we so didn't touch about grid life. We didn't touch it about. <laughs> yeah, you know. we didn't even talk about how you guys met. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. There's like there's so many other like little things that um, I know. Should we bring it back to to how how we you met? guys met? Well, I, can ask that. I met you. I met you in person mm -hmm. at that uh, that D1 driver search at Irwindale, the mm -hmm. one that where you came with your FCs. Yep. Um, I don't know. Do you remember anything about that day? I remember a few things. Um, that that was a while ago. Yeah. Um, but I remember. Um, yeah, they were like showing us the course. The course is like for for some reason it was like hard for me to to get. Right? Yeah. Um, well, it was on a bank. Yeah. No one's so, driven never on a driven bank. the bank yeah. before. So. Um, I remember like understeering a little bit like in that first turn because you kind of like, came up and I was like go down under this cone and then back yeah. up and I remember kind of getting a weird push and yeah. then like it rotated out. Yeah, yeah. That's probably like, why I didn't physics move on. Was all out the yeah. door. <laughs> yeah, I did what I normally would do and I'm yeah. like, why didn't the car rotate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it didn't yeah. process. Um, but yeah, that was um, I was like super frustrated that day because yeah. you know I was like felt like I was pretty good you know yeah. in my small pond and right. I came over and I was like didn't even make it past first round yeah. that was literally the the spark that fueled the whole thing got mm -hmm. it just you like, know what made need me a feel... better car need to come back need to you know yeah. you know what made me feel bad that day was uh sam hubinet driving a rental car and making yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah i know 
They literally rented that Z. <laughs> and that might have also helped my decision too. With the Z? Because they were in a Z. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, it must be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember meeting you and you were very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, I felt like you were quiet for, for a while, for several years. Maybe, I think that was just around uh, when you were not in your comfort zone. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm still that way. You're still that way. <laughs> so yeah, if I'm around some new people, I'm usually just like, what's up? What's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> people watcher. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I remember going on the uh, Yokohama would fly us to a bunch yeah. of car shows. And you're you're the normal Chris, you know, like like we had some rapport. We would talk, um, but you're not that talkative. And then, you know, the event was over and you were like, you're going to hit the bar. And then it was a different Chris. And you're, <laughs> you're getting into bar fights and stuff. I was like, oh, that's the same Chris. That no, was just- no, 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 no. I didn't get in bar fights. <laughs> Tony Angel would get in bar fights. Okay, okay. And well, then know. I was then in a bar fight. <laughs> yeah, okay, got it. <laughs> I never started any you're fights. In, you're but in I a was, bar uh, fight by association. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, by drift association yeah, by, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no no but drift so, alliance. so but but back to Irwindale, i remember uh, you know it's the first time i got to meet you and i remember uh like i invited you and ben schwartz and we all had in and out after yeah and uh, that was cool yeah we were just cool. sitting on i there's a we were photo somewhere floor. i remember there seeing is. a photo somewhere like we're like sitting on the back of my trailer yes. right yeah sitting on the floor wherever yeah mm-hmm. cuz uh we couldn't pull your trailer into in and out so yeah. we parked next you know that's right we yeah. got to find that picture yeah. And I saw, I see I saw a photo surface recently of you, me, and Cassidy out oh, at one of those. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 We used and to I'm get... just like, what? And I like, remember um, I showed my girlfriend. I was like, like that's Cassidy. Yeah. You know, yeah. She's never met you, but like, yeah. Yeah, we see Cassidy at FD. Yeah. I know. She's I think like, like <laughs> nobody knows like Cassidy's past. It's yeah. like, they just see her as like, oh, she, she works at FD. It's like, no, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. I was like, explaining the whole thing to her because she's like, who is it again? I'm like, oh, it's like Benson Sue. It's like one of the OG <laughs> drift guys. Yeah. I was like, and his wife, Nadine, she used to run this drifting club called yeah. Drifting Pretty. Yeah. And uh, I was like, and Cassidy was in it. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Wild, wild. She had a red S13. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So good fun. times. It's good times. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um. So you, I think, um, I can't think of a, any other modern day Z icons, but you. Yeah. Uh, you've had it for so long, mm-hmm. and it's always been with you for drifting. And um, personally, I think your Z's the the 2004 Z, the, mm-hmm. the silver one, mm-hmm. that's the, been, that set the bar for me in terms of like Z style. Mm. And I feel like no one's ever come close. Cool. Thanks. Um, had, had some help. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. the signal guys kind of help with a little bit of that, but yeah. Well, yeah. Cause that was, I did the C West. No, C West was with, um, motor X and I was on the Ings kit. Yeah. When I was with uh signal, that yeah. was ver- I did the vertex kit. When I first built it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, both looked good. That's pretty cool. Both yeah. looked really good. Um, but I feel like uh, Zs are very affordable now. Oh, yeah. And it's becoming a big part of grassroots drifting. Huge, yeah. I tell everyone, they're like, how do I get in drifting? I go buy a Z. Yeah. Yeah. And like... I get, um, I, so we bought a Z also. Mm-hmm. We have an 08. Cool. Um, we haven't That's drifted a it yet. One. Yeah, we, we love it so far. We're, we're trying to drift it. <laughs> we haven't made time yet. But um, if you had to give advice to someone who's considering a new car, mm-hmm. maybe the Z, what, mm-hmm. what would you give them? I tell everyone, um, first three mods for any car, diff seat coilovers every nice. time. So, um, That's the, what we've been saying. Yeah, so the diff, right, locks up the rear tires, absolute must for drifting, whether you weld it or you put a good diff in there. Yeah. Um, good diff will you know last you forever if you take care of it, so it's an investment. Uh, weld it if you're on a budget. Um, seat, because um, you know no matter how good or bad the car is, 
um, more so on a bad car, mm -hmm. right? Because you're getting thrown around more, mm -hmm. big yeah. sloppy car. Mm -hmm. So a seat is actually one of the most uh, beneficial bang for your bucks. You yeah. can put in a fully stock car and have better control of it. Yeah. Um, and then coilovers is just the next best uh, bang for the buck to you know lower center of gravity, yep. stiffen it up, get it more balanced, a little more control through the car. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Um, what do you think of uh, drifting today? Um, it's it's changed a lot. It has. Um, yeah. There was a period of time where if you wanted to get into drifting, it was it was kind of um, your path was to try for pro drifting. That was it. Um, but things have changed a lot. What, what do you think of drifting today? Um, yeah, that was like another thing I wanted to like touch on more than like current FD stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's all good. Um, like um, current drifting now, it's so much easier to get into. There are events everywhere. You know, like when we started, we were literally starting our own events. Like mm -hmm. we had no yeah. place to go. Um, and so now there are just events happening pretty much every weekend somewhere in the country. Right. And um, like every month, like in your region. And so there's always a place to go to. Um, tracks are more uh, privy to allowing it. Um, and uh, there's also with every event, there are other drivers um, that are willing and able to give you, you know, tips and instruction, tell you how to set up your car. The things that took us years to figure out, yeah. you can teach in hours. Right? Yeah. And, you know, I it took me forever to learn how to like, you know, drift a couple corners. I can teach someone, um, you know, perfect example, Letitia Buffoni. Um, we built a car for her, so it's like, okay, here's a Z, you know, with like some good supporting mods, still NA, mm -hmm. you know, caged it, bucket seats, diff, um, you know, good suspension, little angle kit. And she had never, oh, she drifted like once before, but took her to the track. We went from, you know, donuts to figure eights to big donuts, big figure eights to, um, I had her linking um, Grange, um, God, what, Apple Valley. I had her linking Apple Valley by day two. Yeah. Nice. Wow. So like, love it. So once again, it's like it's the 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 passing of the knowledge, the car setup. So mm -hmm. just like how I got my hands on that 180, I'm like, wait, this is a good drift car, you know? Yeah. You know, like she just jumps in. It's like this thing is like ready to shred this track. Nice. You know, and um, so her being able to like accelerate her uh, learning curve by not having to figure out how to build a car and continue yeah. to go back and trial and error and just like, okay, this one's good. Like, let me feel it out. Yeah. And just just killed it. And so like that um that exists everywhere like i'm not saying like just like for me like oh like, i can build your car and teach you to drift like that exists all over the country like yeah. you know getting the the information um from the internet or mm -hmm. from a friend or yeah. from someone that you meet at the track they'll say oh like you know go buy dipsy coilovers and go set your alignment to this mm -hmm. and you know get this size tire and put them at this pressure and you'll be good yeah and then you will have that same car and yeah. then you can come to that track and they will tell you how to do it. Like, oh, turn in here, clutch kick here, and they'll give you reference points. And you can learn how to drift very quickly, nice. at least enough to get around a track. Yeah. And so I think that's like one of the best parts about drifting is how accessible it is now. Mm -hmm. um, versus like we were just, like I said, it took us years to yeah. figure that well, type of stuff like out. It was like beginners teaching beginners. Well, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? We had no idea we what we were doing. Right. Yeah. Well, and there were a lot less events. There was like once a, one a month. Yeah, now you month. can go any day of the week if you want. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That. So that's that's like the difference, the accessibility um, to not only the cars, um, you know, and the knowledge, because, yeah, like same thing, like you can buy a pretty good drift foundation for pretty cheap now. Mm -hmm. You know, back then it was like a 240 mm -hmm. or a Corolla mm -hmm. or whatever. And, you know, like it's hard to learn in a four cylinder. Yeah, you know, like yeah. an is. six cylinder. Is, it is. It really is that much better. Yeah, it is. you know. So then like you got guys that are spending all their time doing engine swaps and trying to get like that little bit of edge of power. 
Um, but that is the part that um, would take people out is the yeah. build. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you stripped our car down and they're like going to build the car <laughs> and then it sits for a year. Yeah. You know. And yeah. so that's like kind of part of the issue is, um, you know, people kind of getting in over their head. And so, yeah, the accessibility to good foundations like Z's and or, you know, uh, like E36's or whatever. Um, and then just doing those couple supporting mods, getting some support at the track. And yeah, you're off and running. Nice. Yeah. Love that. Mm -hmm. uh, so looking back on your career so far, it's mm -hmm. been a really long career. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think your legacy is on the sport? Um, well, it's, it's hard to say, but like, you know, I... I'd love to think that, you know, I'm kind of like a, a pioneer of the sport, right? A lot of like firsts. Um, yeah, and, um, you definitely so, are. And that's why you're on this podcast. I want <laughs> I want everyone. To, I mean, everyone sees, uh, you know, modern day Chris Forsberg. I wanted them to understand, you know, that you were you started a long time ago mm -hmm. and you were one of the pioneers. Not, you're not just, you know, a successful pro driver. Yeah. And that's like kind of what we we're talking about right before we fired it up is like like a majority of fans do not know anything pre um, you know, social media pre 2012. That's like kind of when everything grew and changed. And, um, and in that window, um, you know, even like XDC, like we, <laughs> yeah. we like started and, and helped to run, um, basically pro two before pro two existed because mm -hmm. like, you know, I, as well as many other people knew that there's this gap, like you said, yeah. it was either your grassroots or your pro. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's enough, you know, good drivers that just aren't able to run FD, um, uh, because of, you know, the commitment and the time and the money. You know, but there needs to be another series. And so like one of the big stipulations I put in the rule book was like you if you are top 16 FD, you are not allowed to enter. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. it's like trying yep. to focus on that um, uh, middle tier, right? Mm -hmm. The junior varsity, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And so giving people a leg up and like that's how Chelsea came through. Mm -hmm. You know, he came and was crushing it through XDC uh, yeah. amongst many others. Um, and um, yeah, like Odie came through XDC. Mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. Forrest was running in it. Um, yeah, like just a bunch of the, the names that are in FD now is like, you know, that series kind of helped propel them, get them, um, you know, events and, uh, recognition of, you know, getting on a podium, right. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not FD, it's still like they're moving their way up. Yeah. And so from, you know, kind of like helping to start events out in New Jersey to get us off the street and onto the track and, you know, like that, um, you know, I feel it was like a really cool, like moment in time. Um, and then, yeah, like helping to get XTC going, just like. You know, bringing drifting to new countries all the time with um, Drift Alliance. You know, yeah. we were going to El Salvador, going to Costa Rica. We're yeah. going to, you know, we went to China. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like so many like first um, drift events, you know, which are mostly demos, you know, so they're fun. Mm -hmm. You know, we're out there and just burning tires and like giving people rides and just kind of helping to, you know, spread the, you know, spread the good word. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That drifting is sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you should do it too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Chris, who do you have to thank for your success or what do you have to thank? What what brought you here? Oy, um, it's yeah, it's tough because um, there there's certainly, you know, so many cooks in the kitchen on this one. Right. It's clearly not just me. Um, like, yeah, I am the one constant and there's been a lot of variables over the years. Right. Um, but like I was saying that the big thing for me is like, you know, when when you get a partnership, um, you, you got to give it a hundred percent. Right. You know, I think a lot of people even currently take, um, partnerships for granted. Right. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, I got a free part. Thanks. Bye. You know, yeah. but it's like, you really need to, like I said, just keep showing up and, and keep putting in your best effort and being very appreciative for what 
um, is provided to you. And, you know, it's because it's a mutual thing, right? It's not just one way. Like you giving me something doesn't mean I got it for free and I'm right. out of here. Yeah. Like I said, it's right. there's there's a give and take always. Um, that's how all relationships work. Right? Yep. Um, even down to business, down to personal. Um, and so with that being said, it's like always um, being aware of who is supporting you. Right. And so like with Nissan helping me out on like, you know, a very small scale at first, but understanding that they were going out of their way for that. Right. Mm-hmm. They weren't involved with drifting. They weren't, um, you know, sponsoring it or focused on it, but they, they thought what, what I was doing with the car was cool. And so I always, you know, did my best to represent the brand. Um, and then same with NOS. NOS, you know, came in and, you know, I've always just been, you know, advocating for the brand and help them grow. They had a couple of acquisitions, you know, and just throughout the years, just always being very positive and, you know, working with that relationship as best as possible. And, you know, um, I was with Tanabe and, you know, um, James and Jiro for what, 15 years, time, you know, something like yeah. that. Long time. Um, yeah. NOS, NOS for 18 years, uh, Nissan for 20 years. Um, yeah. So it's like you have to, um, you definitely have to put the effort in. You can't just assume that they're yep. going to come back. Right? Yeah. And yep. so always under promise over deliver. Um, mm-hmm. you know, don't just stick to the line items in the contract. Yeah. You know? Yep. It's like, I agreed to take out the trash today. And that's all I'm going to do. That's all I'm going to do. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, it's on all levels. It's not, it's yep. like, you know, that's, yep. that's how a good relationship lasts yep. is to always show up and always do your best. Yeah. I, I think, uh, so early on you understood how this all works from a, I from a marketing it, perspective, I, way I earlier than know. a lot of us. It's like I I didn't know. I, I wasn't coming in with that kind of confidence, but yeah. it just like made sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, um, not trying to talk in some like higher level type thing. It was just like I, I didn't go to business school. Like yeah. I didn't go to college. I literally uh, got an academic probation from my community college because yeah. <laughs> I was leaving early to go work on my car. Yeah. Like no joke. Like yeah. I would skip class to go try and fix my RX-7. And um and so that was, um, yeah, basically at the start of it, I'm like, yeah, it's just the school is just not for me, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to figure this out. And, um, yeah, I think it just turned into, like I said, just having um, just some, like, uh, subconscious understanding of, like, like I said, um, you know, you got, you just got to, I don't want to say fake it till you make it again, but it's like, you have to invest in yourself, right? Yeah. And whether that's the time or literally... Yeah. financially like you know i believe that i could do it and so i tied myself up with a you, whole bunch of loans you and, put your money where your mouth is yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like yeah like racked up credit cards and racked up you know like signing up for a car loan that i knew i was gonna destroy yeah um and it, it worked out yeah you know i'm invested in myself and it's awesome know, some capacity and like you know, I've heard of other people doing that too. You yeah. know, and they're just like, I got so many credit card bills, and you know, it's like that's that's how we all kind of did it. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. swipe that card. You know, yeah. buy more gas, hit the road, another hotel, another this, another that, and it's like, um, and yeah, it eventually it, it paid off. Yep. Yep. And here we are today yeah. talking about <laughs> the history. And you're still years. going strong. Uh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we're still racking up credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. But you're going to get your TV deal. Yeah, and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. It's, but yeah, it's, it's still the same. You still have to, um, you know, being a team owner, you still got to manage it all correctly. You know, mm-hmm. we, yeah. we get a budget that we have to, you know, work within. And, um, you know, like I said, we're not just going to, like, oh, we got paid, you know, like buying a house, buying a this or that. Yeah. It's like, no, like we have to you know, invested into the team. We have to make sure we have, like I said, like our spares. We have to, you know, like I said, yeah. always over deliver. You got to put it back in to make sure that you are giving your best effort and not just trying to get a paycheck. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, that's, that's good advice. Love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So I think we've reached the end of the interview. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, know, I feel like we go another two hours. We'll, we'll, oh we'll, we'll do a follow up. Yeah, oh maybe. Goodness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, thanks for thanks for driving all the way up here. Yeah, um, of course. You know, taking the time on a Sunday away mm-hmm. from your family and friends. Mm-hmm. I know you've got a Super Bowl party to hit, probably. <laughs> yeah. Something. <laughs> um, yeah, just trying to. Yeah, like um, heading out of town. Like you know, I was. Out of town all last week. We're doing a shoot, um, and then I went out to Hammers um, to meet up with some of our mm-hmm. partners on Friday. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, today we're doing this. And so yeah. tonight, yeah, just gonna kind of chill a little bit. And then, nice. yeah, I'm, I'm back out of town on Tuesday. So yeah, yeah, in the shop tomorrow. Um, trying to catch up. Yeah, I haven't been there for a week. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of in and out, a lot of traveling. Well, Living the life. I also wanted to add that I I know the life of a FD driver is mm-hmm. insane. Not I mean you're not just a driver. The you know mm-hmm. the everything for your team. Um, so I appreciate you spending the time. Um, it, it's been like so many years. It's great seeing you, um, seeing that, uh, you know, like all the accomplishments you've made and uh, just what a successful career you've made out of, Thanks. Thank out you. of, you know, what, what we were just doing to have fun back in the That's day. Literally how it started. Yeah. You're yeah. So, we're so proud of you, Chris. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice. It's, it's yeah. really awesome. It's really awesome to see how far you've come. Um, and, you know, when I see you do interviews now versus, you know, back in the day, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man, he's uh, so good. He's so good at interviews now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, appreciate your time. Um, you know, appreciate you for for all the things you've done for drifting culture in the U.S. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's just a love for the sport, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Long live drifting. Yep. That's it. All, all right. right. Thanks. I don't think it's thanks, going anywhere. Chris. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Salady Mania podcast season two, brought to you by Falcon Tires, produced by Benson Sue and Nadine Sue, audio and video engineering by Mark Mondoy, graphic design and motion graphics by Steve Nakamura. Got a question or comment for us? Call or text us on our hotline at 323-607-6075, and maybe you can be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts.